0: Just Let's calm Q-A-M- down, Joe. It ain't worth it, okay? She's not worth it. That miserable slut. That smelly bitch. You know
1: My junior, honey.
0: Just increased us to high alert status Hope no one blows up my brand new Dodge Stratus I've been a wreck since they gave us the news Popping Valium with a big glass of (laughs) booze I keep a gas mask in my glove compartment I called Remax for a bomb-proof apartment Reinforced my front door with cinder blocks Wonder if that will keep out the smallpox Checking my mail for that deadly white powder, stocking my cupboards with Campbell's clam chowder, living on orange alert sure ain't no fun. I think the terrorists already won. I can't take it, I won't make it, if it goes to red.
2: Right. 10.01 at 5.60, WQAM, happy Tuesday to your boy Joe Rose whipped up into a frenzy this morning. Wow. Even a mild-mannered guy like, uh, the Joe Meister. No, that's a lead-in. Which goes to show you. See, yeah. th- sometimes they think it's just me or awesome. us or whatever, right, you know, yes. whether we're talking about pitching about, um, Freaky Carlos out there at the reception desk, right. or about what an asshole Mo is and impossible to get along with. And Joe Rose will tell you exactly the same thing, side right. by each, right with us. It's you and I'm copying you. That's what. Uh, yeah, right. Think. We tell it exactly the way it is. Okay, what a wonderful life it might be to walk into <laughs> an establishment or place of business and have somebody pleasant sitting there. Like uh... what's her name? Like
3: who's dressed really Na- exceptional Noglu's today.
2: great. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's pleasant. She's a uh, competent. She mm-hmm. speaks a little bit of English. She's great. She smiles. She smiles at you. She's, uh, pretty to look at. Melts your buttons. And she used to sit out there by the reception desk all of the time. But no, now we got this freak, this thing that sits out there. Man, oh man, what a piece of turd with a crappy attitude who's got his Susan Lucci blow up doll sitting there on his lap. That's what the Joe was talking about, all whipped up and uh, foaming at the mouth about. Freaky Carlos. Tammy Faye bobblehead doll. I don't, I don't think we do really well with people named Carlos at QAing, you know. No, we're jinxed. We're oh, 0 not. for 3. And I know you don't want me to pick on Carlos uh, Picuri or whatever the hell that asshole's name is. The one that keeps screwing up the studio and just after all these years still can't get it right. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the only one. No, I'm, uh, why, why are you defending him? What is that guy. all about? He's a good guy. He may be a good guy, but he's non-compass penis. Do you see what I'm saying? He's incompetent. You sounded like the beast who was defending... Uh, um, uh, Dave Van Boring, why do you on vacation? Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, he was defending him because, well, he's a nice guy. Well, he may be a nice guy, but he's incompetent. He's boring as crap, man. He's terminal. i wait till you hear uh, Mike Mayo's column today. Can't wait. Nice going, Mikey. It's about time you wrote something, although it's pretty weak toward the end there. He kind of like peters out. Well, you see who died? Who? Dr. Tug McGraw. Who? Let me say it again. Tug McGraw. Who the hell's that? The zany relief pitcher who coined the phrase, you got to believe, with the Mets and later closed out the Phillies' only World Series championship, died yesterday. He was only 59. He died of brain cancer at the home of his son, country music star, Tim McGraw. You know Tim McGraw? Oh, yeah. No, you part. don't. Yeah, I do. Do you really? Personally, we party. No, seriously, how do you know from him? I get around. Outside of Nashville, team spokesman Larry Shank said he'd been battling brain cancer since March when he underwent surgery for a malignant tumor. McGraw's illness came as a shock last spring. He was at Philly's training camp in clearwaters a special instructor, looking fine, acting as funny as ever, but suddenly hospitalized March 12. Uh, a left-hander who threw a screwball and was a screwball, uh, McGraw was a fan favorite in New York, Philadelphia throughout the majors. Once asked whether he preferred a grass field or artificial surface, he said, "I don't know. I never smoked any astroturf." Oh, right. McGraw, McGraw was known for charging off the mound, slapping his right hand on his thigh and tapping his chest after a close call. He's dead. Tug McGraw. Yeah, he was colorful. There are not too many athletes who were, like, colorful, you know what I mean? Who, like, had some personality and some, like, pizzazz, something like that. I'm not talking about hot dogs, like these assholes that go in the end zone and do all the crap with the cell phones and jump up into the stands and grab the fans and all that crap. Anyway, let's take a look at that poll from yesterday. we got some bad news on the lineup, but, well, it's not all bad. We're a little bit concerned about the Humper, but... But I will say this. Like I said, I will say this. We what? like
4: Boogalot.
2: We like Boogalot. Boog Shambi is penciled in at the moment because Bo can't make it and the Humper can't make it. We're having a little bit of a problem here. and We never did get a report why Gildy wasn't there this morning. No. I come in here at 7.15. I turn on the pot, light one up. And uh, I hear the Mo man all by himself. Absolutely. Now, this is only January the 6th. This is only the second day of what's supposed to be. Would you let me know what the date is that we really go back to work for real? This is still a dry run. February. I still have the dry runs. Seriously, what's the date that we uh, get this goddamn place going again? As a matter of fact, speaking of that, let me just check this. Ah, do you hear that? I do. Line one is working! All right. Let's hear it for Jim Yeltsin, man! Alright! All right. nice going go in there fix it. Or it Eat might have man. been that I
3: reset the phone this morning just on a, on a
2: lark. No. I did. That's not what did it. Don't, okay. don't try to take credit for something that the Boris Yeltsin did. Well, he's, we'll the, he's the best. I'm sure he done it because he's done it before. Line one keeps crapping out and uh, that's, that's your phone company hard at work again for you, man. They suck. But line one is working today. Let's hear it. In fact, let's get a call on line one. Now, how do those, see, one thing I've never figured out the whole six years we've been on QAM is how do the, uh, how the lay of the land works with these phones. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's, uh, it's, per, there, there are primaries and they roll over, but they're not where you want them to be. Well, what do you mean by that?
3: In other words, line one is not necessarily the first if one. If somebody
2: would call right now and check, maybe you might come in on line one. I won't answer it if it, it's on another line, but if you come in on line one, I might check it out and see if it's working. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's go. Let's have some line checkers on here. You people are so goddamn slow. Five six now. Nah, see that line two is ringing. Two is, Why the primary, is that?
3: because two huh? is the primary apparently. In a Why would that be? Does that make because any sense? Because I try to explain way back in the beginning. Two is the primary. That it was important that they uh, that they roll over in order so that we know what's going on and they say, Oh wait a minute! Shut up,
2: punk. Oh, that, you're on the wrong line. Get lost. WQAM line one. You're gay. Okay, thank you. There you go. Line one works. was not that good? It was good. Okay, thank you. Okay, here's yesterday's poll result. Okay, everybody else just go away. Screw off. Uh, we have 1,306 votes. In fact, I bet it's more than that now because I printed this out just a little bit ago. We have 1,323. Uh, Holy crap. You see how they start pouring in once the show starts again? Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive if you ask me, even though we have no audience left. I think everybody's abandoned QAM because it's of Pharrell. Pharrell getting fired. Don't you? That's what I heard from uh, Miguel and Pharrell and uh, the Beast in the Near East. That's what I'm hearing. A lot of people really pissed pissed off and disgusted. Bob Eisenberg was so disgusted he quit. That's the truth. I'm not just making that up for all Mm -hmm. Bob's fans out there in Radio Land. Bob Eisenberg is gone from QAM. He resigned. I can't read the memo because it says for internal use only. I don't want to get squan all pissed off. I'm going to eat it. it. Yeah. Oh, just shove it up your ass so when you go on the plane. You'll have a little small bomb in your butt. But at any rate, Bob Eisenberg's gone. He couldn't take it no more He finally got another gig. Said I can't stand the the uh, the insanity. There's just no there's no continuity of that station. They keep changing line. This is the only radio station I've ever worked at in my life that the programming lineup is penciled in. They don't even print it out like in ink. It's penciled in so they can erase it at a moment's notice. Just like the thing with the Humper today, the load. The load will not be on this afternoon again for the second day in a row. He's home uh, uh, feeding and eating. What's that old saying? Feed a cold, feed a fever. Right. Feed the load. Feed a Come fetus. on, Hank. Lose an ounce or two, okay? I can't hurt your health. I'm concerned about him for two I'll tell you that right now. I'm very concerned about the load. What? See, you hadn't heard that no, before. I hadn't. Josh has heard it. Josh knows what it means, the uh, toad and the load. We had a great time with that. That was, Mo, that was Mo's finest moment. Absolutely. Uh, was when he came up with that. The mad dog sandwiched between the toad, meaning me, and the Hank the load, the toad and the load. Isn't that That's a uh, British dish? Toad in the hole. Toad in your hole. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you. Mo's probably got toad and, and weasel in the hole. Anyway, thirteen hundred and some odd votes yesterday. Who was the most overrated major celebrity of all time? And Oprah Winfrey wins so by such a gigantic margin. It's just. It's, it's shocking, isn't it? And the no. fact that she's got a billion bucks, I think a lot of people are jealous. Oprah. Including me. Because she's got no talent. She has no talent. And then it's uh, that Harpo Productions, which is Oprah backward, which is a way of rubbing it our, in, our, you know. Our. Yeah. Bitch. Can't stand and you, honey. Oprah. And that's why we have no women listeners on this show is because all the women in America are just, they're uh sucklings to Oprah. Whatever oh, she says, awesome. they, do. they do it.
4: Seven. Yeah. Only on oxygen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It was Oprah. I don't give a crap if it was. Oprah. Get her out of here. Anyway, she's got 225 votes. She wins the poll most overrated major celebrity of all time by a zillion votes. Second place, and what a no coincidence, I'm sure. Her uh, sidekick and underling, her understudy, Dr. Phil, with 103, bald-headed, uh, drooling idiot. As much as I dislike him personally, his drawl, that phony drawl uh-huh. of his, I like that. Dislike that even more. Third. Barbara Streisand with 99, cross-eyed bitch, highly overrated as a human being all the way around. Just keep your mouth shut, Barbara. Rush Limbaugh, who was a late addition, and thank goodness somebody called it in right before the end of the show. We forgot about Rush. 79. Celia Cruz, 70. Nice going, Celia. Monkey puss. In fact, let's just pop up Celia's body out there in place of a Freaky Carlos at the reception desk. Sure be a lot more pleasant, wouldn't it? And probably wouldn't smell any worse. Oh, yeah. James Dean, 65, Frank Sinatra, 50, Elvis Presley, 31, Howard Stern had about 30, man. Woody Allen, 29, Rosie O'Donnell, Larry King, Andy Kaufman, and Gloria Estefan each had 27. Britney Spears, 26, so we got some more Britney stuff today. Hey, Britney. And boy, is that guy, see, he was photogenic, so some of the pictures of him look pretty good. I even told you that before the show. Mm-hmm. Then they had him on CNN this morning, an interview with this kid, whatever his name is, um, whatever his name was. What is it? Uh, Jason Alexander. He is so freaking ugly. How ugly is he? And rednecky and thick-necked and just a a real Louisiana loser. A goober. When is she going to do somebody that looks good? That's what pisses me off. No, just
3: keep right where you're going
2: there. No, seriously, something's wrong with that. I think she's a dyke. (laughs) All right. Britney Spears, 26. I just got everybody all whipped up into a frenzy with that. They're
4: they're
2: (laughs) right now. Dick Clark, 25. Can't stand Dick. Jerry Lewis, twenty-three. Jerry Seinfeld, also twenty-three. Ever see him together? No. Jennifer Lopez, twenty-two. Carson Daly, twenty. Wayne Newton had only eighteen. Madonna, eighteen. Ashton Kutcher had seventeen. Coochie, coochie. See now, like if she did Cucci. him. Yeah. If, if she did him, that we would could accept sense. that. Sure. Okay. Because he's like you know cutesy. He's uh a pretty no boy. Yeah. Sly Stallone, sixteen. Jim Carrey and Tom Arnold, fifteen. Cher and Dennis Miller had thirteen apiece. Arnold Schwarzenegger had 12. Bill Cosby, 12. John Wayne, Johnny Carson, and Liz Taylor each had 11. Roseanne Barr and Kara Topp and Bob Hope had nine apiece. Ray Romano had eight. Will Smith, Liza Minnelli had seven apiece. Keanu Reeves and Ben Offbuck had six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric, you're a piece of crap. Ellen Degenerate had five. Neil Diamond and Joan Rivers had four. Sandra Bullock, I don't, I don't like that. That She was on there. That's wrong. That's wrong. Sandra Bullock, Patrick Swayze, Jay Leno, and Mick Jagger, and Kirk du- Oh, see, Kirk Douglas had three, only we had his name Kurt Douglas. Kurt. K-U-R-T instead of Kirk. But who, oh, it makes no difference. It on. Old troll. Billy Bob Thornton, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Ben Stiller each had two, and Dan Rather only had one vote, and of course that's whoever it was that called in and uh, said it was Dan. Somebody probably likes Peter Jennings or Tom Brokaw, because they, like they like their news with a speech defect. You're sure dropping in a lot of sound effects here. today. got that. a lot of George coffee. must be on doggy uppers today, or he must have gotten Russia's supply of oxy's. Extra copy, just whipped up into a frenzy. I have no idea why. <laughs> Ten thirteen at five sixty WQM. I see the new poll is up there already, which we'll get to. It. And it's not one of those you can call in on, so it's going to be a really interesting day today. You know, because there, there's nothing to add to that poll. Ten thirteen at QAM, and let me say right now, if you're uh, looking for a new mattress, if your back is sending you the message that your mattress is worn out. Here's the deal. Pick up the phone right now and call the delivery experts at 1-800-MATTRESS like I always do. That's the number 4 dial dial-a-mattress. Dial mattress knows that nothing can improve your daily health, well-being, and productivity better than a great night's sleep. If you wake up in the morning after a good night's sleep, you feel like a mensch. Kick off the new year right. Resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2004 by calling dial a mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. Celebrate the new year in comfort with the new mattress and dial a mattress Call them right now. They're proud to have added Stearns and Bananas Foster to their already strong championship lineup. Stearns and Foster Hewitt is the finest mattress made in America and now you can sleep on one as soon as tonight if you make that call right now 1-800-MATTRES. And of course Dollar Mattress also carries the complete line of the top names in a business Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, tempur Two Choose from dozens of models at low unbeatable everyday discount prices and only Dollar Mattress lets you choose that two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule any day of the week seven days from 8am till 10pm. With low prices, same day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy to see Our Dollar Mattress is still ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction. So do what all the smart folks are doing at QM, and some of those who aren't too smart either. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or online, you'll find them at mattress.com.
0: Live live, and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QM. QAM. Rogers God. He's an American
5: music icon, the original country punk. And now he's reaching across the Atlantic to pay tribute to England's greatest punk band. It's the best of Johnny
0: Clash.
6: The Sharif don't like it. Rockin' the Casbah. The Man in Black
5: is back, on track, with a very special version of Train in Vain.
6: Can you stand by me? No, not at all. Did you stand by me? No way. Yes, London's calling,
5: and they're saying hello to the best of Johnny Clash.
6: If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, it will be double. Hello. This is Johnny Clash, and I shot this commercial in Reno just to watch you buy my brand new record. (laughs) So, you gotta let me know, should I stay? Or should I go? The best
5: of Johnny Clash. Look for it in the Combat Country section of your local record store.
6: Thank you kindly.
2: 1018 at 560 WQM. This is the story of the day before I get to today's poll. Girl 11 held in Miami Dade on charges of selling heroin. An 11 year old girl. How much? About 30, man. South Miami. An 11-year-old girl sold heroin on the street while dressed in her school uniform and nightgown doing the bidding of her mother and a man who may be her stepfather, police said. (laughs) Who may be her stepfather, or maybe not. Investigators and prosecutors will meet this week to decide whether to charge the girl whose name has not been released, but she and her 7-year-old sister have been turned over to the DCF. The girl's 36-year-old mother, Allison Lolanda Davis, was arrested during Friday's raid by South Miami's Police Drug Enforcement Administration agents and the Kroll Gables SWAT team. A 60-year-old man who may be Davis's husband remains at large. You following that? He may be the husband right. and he I may got be the mind. stepfather. Or it was disturbing, said Sergeant Ruben Rodriguez, a South Miami drug officer. Once we found out the real age of the child, we were in utter shock. We knew we were dealing with a baby, but we originally thought she was around 15. He said it's unlikely the girl will be charged. Everything stems from the mom, Rodriguez said. Police said they started watching the array near the girl's home in October after receiving a tip. They said they saw the girl regularly selling 10 and $20 doses of heroin from in front of her home to drivers and pedestrians, sometimes dressed in her school uniform or pajamas. Uh, undercover officers say they then made purchases of their own. During one buy, the officer said they asked for three bags, but she only had two. The girl said she needed to check with her mom, Rodriguez said. Experts say that an 11-year-old drug dealer is rare, but not unique. We have kids being used as decoys or couriers or making actual sales, usually fronting for somebody else on the street, usually uh, usually an adult, DEA spokesman Joe Kilmer said. Davis is jailed on multiple drug possession and trafficking charges, plus an outstanding shoplifting warrant. Her arraignment is scheduled for January 23rd. Police said they seized 10 grams of heroin, 2 grams of crack cocaine,
0: All right.
2: 10 Xanax pills, and 2 grams of marijuana from the family home, along with $1,300 in cash and drug paraphernalia. Police said the last prosecutors to also charge Davis with child exploitation. Any claims Davis makes saying that she did this to feed her children goes out the window because she put her 11-year-old in the line of fire, South Miami Police Captain Greg Feldman said. How do you like that? Ah, uh, whatever. Could be asking you. You're probably going to have both your daughters out peddling drugs in Hollywood before long. There's, there's an idea for you.
4: Hmm.
2: Way to augment your income once o- old, this gig is idea. up very soon. The way things are going. Uh. Anyway, the Toronto Sun yesterday has got on the front page, and virtually every newspaper in the world had on the front page yesterday, or maybe today if they're slow. Uh, Brittany, along with this punk. Now, this picture here, I'm, I'm serious, he doesn't really look all that bad. And the picture in the New York Post didn't look all that bad. Hold it up. And then on the inside, second page here, uh, Jason Alexander, they stopped at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Vegas, 5.30 Saturday morning to tie the knot. They didn't have a license, but we able to quickly pick one up uh, and uh, do the deed. It says, <laughs> do the deed. I wonder what deed that is they're talking And there's a picture of Brittany beneath it, <clears throat> and she's standing with her hand on her hips and her mouth wide open, as if she's ready to do some other deed. Well, you think, she did? I think so. Britney's quickie marriage, joke marriage, and all today, and it goes on. Anyway, the picture, he looks okay. He looks human, certainly uh, like a big improvement over Justin Tinkerbell. Then we see him on CNN this morning, and my God almighty, he makes a bufo toad look sexy. I'll tell you that right now. What is wrong with that child? What is her problem? Besides that, I guess when you get that inebriated, just about anybody looks good, including her old flame. Maybe he looked good a long time ago, because he sure as hell don't now. That's a good point. Maybe he's grandfathered in. Well, I don't know what that's all about. In other words, maybe he's got an inside line or tra- more, an inside more track. I don't know. <laughs> all I can tell you is that her taste is in her tush. See, there you go. There's something for you. Her taste is in her tush. Blackcomb. Tasty tush. A lot of people lined up for that tasty tush. Oh, that's right. Dwight Lauderdale, he's got dibs on it. He mm-hmm. wants to start eating ass. And Brittany's first on his list. The line forms at the rear. Right after he finishes up with Ann Bishop. Anyway, oh. here's here's today's poll. What are you making sounds about? He's been doing that little bag for a long time since they, since they shoved her ass in a box. Which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? We don't have to have any addition to this because I think that... Uh, what magazine is this? What tabloid? Oh, it's The Star. And look at that. Most shocking uh, uh, stars of 2003. On the front page, there's Kobe with his lovely wife. Whore. He's got that he's got that Dip Schmidt look on his face. Oh gee, I'm Vanessa. so sorry, honey. Whore. Huh? She's a whore. Who? Vanessa. His wife. Here's Meg Ryan. You know who she looks like? Meg Ryan? In this picture, she looks like a blonde uh what the, was it on the Partridge family? What was her name? Susan Day. Susan Day. She looks like a blonde Susan Day. She looks almost like a spitting image. Uh in the upper right hand corner is Bethany Hamilton. Which I don't know who she is. Amazing. Who is that? Josh? Any idea? No. no. Oh, shark attack victim is shocking recovery. Is that who that is? No. Yeah, that's who that is. And in the upper left-hand corner on the front page, Britney and Madonna is shocking kiss. Oh my God! There it is. With their mouths just about, with their tongues about to intertwine with each other. Ah. And you can you can still see a little bit of the sediment from Dennis Rodman ah. on,
0: their,
2: on Madonna's tongue. And anyway, uh, inside. Here it is, The Stars We Lost in 2003. Thanks for the laughter. Thanks for the tears. But most of all, thanks for the memories is what it says right near Bob Hope's picture. What a coincidence, I guess. So which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? And, of course, our audience, who are all heart. I put a, I put a choice on here. I don't give a schmidt about any of them. And, of course, it's winning hands down. 28 votes. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. Out of 76 votes, 28, 37% of this audience say I don't give a shit about any of them. How do you like that? Eight people said John Ritter. Seven said Johnny Clash. Right. Rob. Bing Crosby and on here he died a long time ago. Rob. Art Carney six, Barry White six, Fred Rogers four, Gregory uh, Schmeck, Gregory Peck had four, Catherine Hepburn three, Celia Cruz had three, Bob Hope three, David Brinkley two, Buddy Hackett one. Dr. Robert Atkins has one. You know whose vote that is? Yours? Mine. Dr. Bob. Well, somebody had to do it. Right. And by the way, he's singing a different tune these days. <laughs> no votes yet for Robert Palmer, Buddy Epson, Robert Stack, Gregory Hines, Fred Berry. I don't know. Fred Berry is from some sitcom, isn't he? Okay. Isn't he? I don't know. Oh, come on. And Nell Carter. She do not have anybody. Not everybody like fat Nell Carter. Sure, she's fine. She was cute. Cutesy. She uh, died. So anyway, all those people died last year, and the question is, which one of these uh, celebrity dead people of 2003 meant the most to you? And so far, I don't give a schmidt about any of them, <clears throat> is winning hands down, not even close. Boy, what a heartless bunch, you know what? Right, we knew that. Yeah, we did know that all along, and they, they prove it all the time. Maybe that's why Bob Eisenberg bailed out of QAM. He's of the heartless, cruel, nasty, miserable bastards out there in South Florida. Maybe he went up like, to, to seek his fortune in North Carolina. Okay, although they, you know, unless he's going to Charlotte, they don't cotton the Jews too much up there, Bob. Maybe you might want to pick someplace else, like maybe South Dakota <laughs> might be good. They don't like Jews there either, but at least it's far away. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Now, who did you vote for on this? Johnny Cash. Oh, come on. Serious. Love Johnny. Yeah, but he's been dying for years. He's had, like, his left cheek where his right. nose is supposed to be and his eye. His he held on strong where the back of his head's supposed recording. to be. <laughs> right right <laughs> into the coffin he was still recording. Oh, man. He's been he's been looking like a walking dead man for a right. uh, coon's age. You go, Johnny. Yeah, you go, boy. And, of course, his wife died. What that was her name? June Carter. And June Carter Cash, get it right. Right. June Carter Cash, he also died, let's see, May fifteenth, two 2003, and then September twelfth, he uh, kicked the can. He kicked it. Come on, Johnny. One more uh one more song. Come on, you can do it. Walk that line, walk that fine line, and don't fall off. He plugged it. He plucked it. He what? He p <laughs> pointed. He played Plinko. Get out of here, Johnny. Ten twenty seven, I do like Plinko. That's my favorite game on the price is right, you know that? Yeah. You never saw Plinko? Yeah, I like Plinko too. Where they drop the things down, I, I like it. Sure, I, I like think a, it's fixed. I like the horsey race. Fixed. Hallett Pontiac GMC is now Auto City Pontiac GMC of Pinecrest. Expect the great deals uh, there and the same customer satisfaction you were accustomed to during the four thousand years when they were Hallett Pontiac. And right now at Auto City of Pinecrest, it's a 2003 blowout sale. All remaining Pontiacs and GMCs in stock get absolutely the best prices you ever heard of in your life, and. Auto City is loaded with two thousand and fours right now. Take advantage of zero percent financing on models in stock. If you have credit problems, if you're a deadbeat, if you once hung out with Jeff DeForest, no problem. Auto City's got an excellent selection of pre-owned cars for you to choose from. It's the brand new Auto City Pontiac GMC at Pinecrest, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's US one across from the falls. Open every day, seven days a week. And they're still giving great deals in spite of Bob Eisenberg leaving us. For more information, call the Neal Deal Hotline, tool free. At one eight 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 five three four uh, forty two eleven. That's 1-888-534-4211. Keep in mind, all offers subject to credit approval. See our friends at Auto City Pontiac for details. Lomberto Perez, Joe Prieto, and the entire staff at the brand new Auto City Pontiac, GMC of Pinecrest wish you and yours a happy two thousand and four. The new Auto City Pontiac, GMC of Pinecrest: low prices without the high pressure. My and local. This is
0: Sports Radio five sixty. Q
7: For these titties. Okay.
8: She was the hottest thing at halftime for sure. You know she made us forget the score. That little shirt with the big hair. Baby, she is so hot, just as long as she don't swear. Oh, that's right.
4: Wow.
0: Oh, <laughs> Ooh, she's got a body we'd like to grow. And then we'd wash her mouth out with soap. It flips me out when I hear her say. Things like f***ing <laughs> shit and f***s are f***ing right away.
4: Hot, hot, Britney's a hot lady.
2: 1032 at 560 WQM. Can you please play? Here's our first request of the day. My ass is on... <laughs> My ass is on fire, the Johnny Cash spoof. What the hell is that? Uh, what ass is...
3: on fire, I think it's called.
2: Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's ass on, on fire? From you got to be Bryan. kidding me. Oh, that's great.
3: Johnny's yucking it up in the sky. Well, he had a really big... Rectum.
8: My fuck is burning me My fat ass has a big red ring Relief is what I desire Cause my ass feels like it's on fire It feels like my ass is on fire I'll have to get me one of those inflatable tires Cause it burns, burns, burns Like my ass is on fire My ass is on fire But One thing Paprika can do Is scorch through the old boot chute Burning from what you thought was gas And it shoots from out of your ass. It feels like my ass is on fire. I'll have to get this one of those inflatable tires. Because it burns, burns, burns. Oh my God. Like my ass is on fire. My ass is on fire. It feels like my ass is on fire. All right. I'll have to get me one of those inflatable tires. Cause it burns, burns, burns. Like my ass is on fire. It burns. My ass is on fire. My ass is on fire. Welcome. My ass is on fire.
2: Now, we also had a spoof uh, that he did, Volker Bryan did, about John Ritter and Three's Company, but I can't, uh, I don't know what it is. Uh... Oh, you don't know either? Because I looked under John Ritter. It's about John Ritter and somebody else, I think, isn't it? Don't we have like a two-for deal in that one bit? Yeah. He'll call. Yeah. Call in, Boca, and uh, let us know what it is. I'd love to play that, too. We're going to play a lot of stuff today. Good. Well, why the hell not? We don't have, because the poll doesn't need any building, and if you don't have to build a poll what are they going to talk about? You'll, you'll see. Like line sure. six here. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
9: Good morning, sir.
2: And uh, top of the day to you, sir.
9: Thank you very much. And frankly, about your, uh, artist, there, uh, John Ritter was always my idol. Anybody who can wake up drunk in a bathtub and end up living with two women, I admire a little
8: bit. There you go, what's not
0: to like?
9: There you go. Wait, no, maybe a suggestion for another poll another day on all yes, the sir? remakes that they're making. They're making a remake of, uh, Willy Wonka with one of your favorite actors, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mr. Wonka. Right. And then now, uh...
2: Mr. Wanker?
9: Yes, it. And then, uh, Nicole Kidman now is gonna be bewitched. What is it to look forward to anymore?
2: So what are we going to, what's the poll going to be? What's the best, how about... No,
9: no, what would you like to see remade of maybe the, maybe Night Dream of Jeannie, maybe Christ, the drunken alcoholic years, I don't
4: know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite. Let me know when that one comes out. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Try the wine, man. Have 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 a great day. day. I I think you already drank half of it. Thank you. Let's go home now. There's the best. See, I told you to take out some good (laughs) calls. I know how to grab it. And the calls, too. Now, speaking of that, like I told you before the show, it... And I'm not complaining, believe me. I have no complaints. But it just, it, it's a little bit distressing to me, especially for the heterosexual community out there, <laughs> whatever that means, uh, that here's Brittany, who's got to be, I would say, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And since I'm the one that uh, turned you on to her, then uh, you've got to agree with that. Hats off. When she was on the cover of Rolling Stone just I a few years ago, still five it. years ago. At any time. rate, uh, she's one of the most voluptuous, desirable women on the planet. And yet, she has this propensity for attaching herself, maybe literally, let's hope not, to the most grotesque, the most putrid-looking, the most uh, obnoxious, uh, quizzlings ever. Bye, bye, bye! Like that one, for example. There's a silver lining to that cloud. And what is There's a silver lining? Well, let's yeah. hope that they're not getting their hands on it. Well, and that
3: is that as long as she dates ugly guys, there's a chance for all of the ugly guys in the world, like me.
2: I mean, when I'm doing all of these hot guys, for free by the way, and uh, you know, and the, and she's doing these grotesque, ugly, nasty looking guys, there's gotta be some, and then of course there would be those people who say, well, you know, looks aren't everything, Neil. <laughs> right, well thank God for that. Almost. Now what is this? Charles Bronson, Catherine Hepburn, and Boca Bob. I think Boca Bob is the faxer. Boca Bob died? <laughs> Oh, he's the faxist. Well, we got Catherine Hepburn on there, but we right. don't have Charles Bronson. Now, how is can that we last year? Charles... I don't know. Huh? They couldn't have been wrong, could they? No, I don't think so. I'll look it up. I'm going to type it in
3: right now. Ooh, there's that website, too, in case there's a doubt.
2: No, we don't need that. I'll just type in Charles Bronson. And then you know what's going to happen. Every time, That's the problem with these damn uh, search engines is that every time, no matter which one you use, you type something in like that for a web search. And yep. it comes up with all of this crap, but if you want to buy this, you buy yeah, here you go. Save up to 35% on new and top-selling DVD and videos at Amazon.com with Charles Bronson. And here he is on eBay. I don't, oh, Christ. Why can't Jesus we Christ. Do... Why can't we start with, like, a biography, something like that? Uh, I can't even find that. So, like I said, I we'll probably have to put him on the list. I'm pretty sure he uh, croaked before the uh, turn of the new year. He had to have, right? I'm on that site. Well, how come he's not in here? I'm going to sue the damn uh, star, ta- uh, this tabloid. Talk about incomplete and not like, was he small potatoes or something? I'm looking for him here. I don't see him. In addition to which, he probably died in December. And this thing may have gone to press earlier. What's the date on this? Uh, what's the issue? It's, uh, oh, it didn't even have a date. Oh, yeah, January 2004, January 6th. So maybe this went to press before he croaked. Do you think that's possible? That could be. But we better get him on there right away. Charles Bronson, thank you very much for uh, anybody who corrected the star. The star blows. Thank you, Boca Bob. Catherine Hepburn, we do have honor, don't we? Yeah, she's got five votes. I just confirmed it. The votes at what? 8.30.03 for Charles Bronson. 8.30? So what's the the, uh, problem with them, then, for Christ's sakes? There's people in here that died after that. Johnny Cash didn't die until September the 12th. So the star, shame on you people at the star. (laughs) It's not like I left it off. I'm looking here again. I know they got pictures of all these people. There's Dr. Bob Atkins. He's got a plate full of, uh, he's got bacon and uh, butter and crap. In fact, maybe he slipped out of butter on the sidewalk. Bacon and butter. Babes of the, babies of the year. Oh, I see. Babies of the year. David Letterman. Another old cocker making babies. That's one thing that really bugs me. You know, maybe, I don't know why. Why? It just bugs me. Like uh, in, uh, Tony Randall. I like Tony mm-hmm. Randall a lot, but I think it's time for him to stop making babies already. just turned 95. Enough already. Oh, come on. <laughs> what else you got to do? Old Cocker's making babies. Larry King. There's another one. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Right. Reproducing. God, can you imagine anything alive crawling in a sack with him? I don't care how much money he's got. I saw a little oh. bit of that by accident. That Ooh, big man. piece
3: they were doing. And he's there yeah. with the kids. I wanted to
2: puke. Yes. Nauseating. And to think that whats your name allegedly did him, well, Angie Dickinson one time, too. Mm, That's the rumor. What a slut. He yeah, had to have had a blindfold. 174 votes in uh, less than half an hour, George. Are you impressed with that or what? Impressive. I am shocked. Well, maybe the audience is making a comeback now. We can only hope that they give us a little more in 2004, our long-suffering audience, because, boy, do we need him now. We need him badly. Dodi Fayed's father talks about inquest into the deaths of Diana and his son. Does anybody care? No. no. Enough with that already. He's we don't ob- care. He's obsessed. He needs to let it go. He's never going to let it go because he it. thinks it's a conspiracy and the royal family uh, had her killed. And you know what? So what if they did? They did us a favor. Enough with her already. Smelly bitch. And, and I'll tell you, talk about overrated. Yeah. She, uh, As far as her looks were concerned, yeah. she was nasty looking. Right. Do you ever see any, like, real serious pictures here? I'm not talking about the glamour shots. I'm talking about, like, a real serious picture of that puss. Ugly from any angle. Skanky. But then again, look at what they had to compare it to. See, that's the deal. That was the litmus test. Look at all the other Brits. Look at Princess Anne. Look at Princess Margaret. Look at the Queen. See what I'm saying? Puke your guts out. Now look at Diana. Wow. What a hot number. Look at uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Camilla Parker bowls and Prince Charles uh, plays racquetball. Plays with himself. Plays with uh, Willie. That whole thing over there, it's just, it's part of you. No, seriously, you have to really uh, experience the Brits up close and personal. Oh, what a today. bunch of silly, 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 silly people they are. Anyway, speaking of silly, wait till you are this spot. One thing is serious, and that is that we're getting fatter and fatter and fatter, and Balance for Life could help you keep your New Year's resolution in 2004 and lose more. That's right. Balance for Life is the convenient, affordable, weight-loss, and eat-healthy gourmet meal delivery service that you've heard so much about. They combine the knowledge of the zone-based nutrition with special emphasis on the glycemic values of carbs, and they deliver right to your door a little black sack every day. You fill out the menu once a week. Those are the only choices you'll have to make is when you fill out the menu because they're the only folks that give you two alternatives for each meal and snack every day that you're on the program. And like I said, they deliver right to your door in that black sack three hormonally balanced gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, even a 60-ounce bottled water right to that door by 6 o'clock every morning. And now it seems the famous Dr. Atkins may be changing his tune. There it is. That's his new tune. This is, I think I'm losing my faith. Anyway, in his new book, Age-Defined Diet Revolution, he talks exclusively about the zone-based principles like the glycemic index being a useful tool for selecting foods and eating at least three full meals a day being essential for keeping your blood sugar steady and on and on it goes. So get with the real controlled and proven weight loss, eat healthy lifestyle. Don't forget the food is fresh and delicious. Nothing frozen, nothing prefab. It is out of this world. And let their on-step dietitian help you, too. They'll consult with you weekly, guaranteeing your success. So get started for real on the New Year's resolution this year. Call Balance for Life, and you'll start seeing the weight pour off your ass in no time at all. Katrina's lost 15 pounds already. Call Balance for Life today, 954 568-3229, or check them on the World Wide Web at balanceforlife.com.
0: My life and local. this is Sports Radio
4: 560, Q-A-M. Q-A-M. Este es
8: Hey. I dropped it on, on the floor I was turning blue I died right after you I never thought that, that I would John die At the same time that Johnny
7: and Shut the ambulance door Shut the
8: ambulance door There's nothing else you can do Johnny and I are through Who'd have figured that John
7: pass away with a boy
8: named Sue I think I may have caught something when I thanked through their summers that day. I always thought you were a fool. Well, every show I did blue. My health was steadily falling from the alcohol and the cocaine. I was a star on the two.
2: And now we're both in the forty seven 1047 at 560 WQM. We're doing another show on dead people. That gets Mo very upset. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons I decided to do it. It gets him just foaming at the mouth. I figure if we can get him angry and furious often enough, he might just be on the list for next year. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't that Ooh. be something, huh? Well, see, that's the choice we have to choose because I'm doing pretty well. I feel okay for a fat old fang. I'm doing yeah. all right. Feeling good? But I will say this. The humper, the load, better cut the crap in 2004 because I think that's the um, that's the office pool now is between mm. Moa and the load. Now, if we went around a building and took a poll as to which you'd rather see would croak in 2004, I don't think too many people would say the load. Do you? No. Hey, stupid! No. We would say Mo. Absolutely. For sure. But at any rate, uh, the load better lose a little off of that load. I'll tell you right now, it's going to be. Uh, really... And like I said, I don't do funerals. I do not do funerals, just in general principle. What's the point? In my entire life, I've been to two funerals. Yeah. And that's it. I'm not glad. The next one will be my own. I want to go to Irish funerals like other people's Irish funerals. I don't want to go to any funerals, please. Anyway, uh, here's the, uh, and we got over 200 votes already, which is shocking to me. 200 right on the nose. Can you in a half an hour? What does that tell you? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what it tells me. It tells me that they're still thinking that if we don't get enough votes, you're going to do you're going to do oh, the rest right. of the week. <laughs> here I'm sitting here thinking, boy, this is a phenomenal response. We must have the audience must be back. or No, that's not it. They're still thinking that the threat that I held out on yesterday, if we don't get enough votes by 2 o'clock, George fills in the rest of the week or maybe the rest of the month, and they're thinking, oh, no, you were great during vacation, George, but yeah, that's yeah, enough. Yeah. What? That's what they're saying. They're saying you were great. Oh, we haven't done a poll on that yet. Well, we'll just do a uh, call-in poll. That'll give them something to talk about. Although I don't think we can top that first call. No. 205 votes, and I got some bad news for you. Which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? Well, 73 say. I don't give a schmidt about any of them. That's 35.6% of this hard-ass audience. Johnny Cash, 29. John Ritter, 27. They died, was it the same day? Uh, Real close, if not. Well, I'll tell you, I got it right here. I'm asking you stupid questions. A day apart, John Ritter died September 11th, and Johnny Cash died September 12th. Probably like a sympathy deal. John Ritter, 27. I can't. I couldn't stand John Ritter. I guess you're not supposed to say that. No, because everybody likes him.
3: Uh, see, everybody silly, liked John uh, Ritter. He was silly on Three's Company, but the other
2: things that he did were okay. He seemed. I don't want to say it either, gay. but he seemed gay. very... Gay. Gay. Yeah, 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 gay. He seemed swishy to me. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you get that or, feeling? His
3: character, yeah, he did. On, on no, I'm not right. talking
2: about his character. I'm talking about every time I saw him in anything, right. he seemed very fay. Right. But anyway, he's dead. Well, you can say that. See, one thing about that is you can say it all you want after somebody dies. But he was supposed oh, to be well, a really you know good that guy. Raymond Burr was gay and had a lifelong lover. Well, of course, now that he's dead and not going to sue anybody, uh, what difference does it make, right? Right. Big butch guy like Raymond Burr. Art Carney, 12. Art Carney should be doing better than that. In fact, I wish I could vote over again. How come I'm voting for Dr. Bob and Art Carney's on the list? No, well, that's a time thing. Right. It's an age factor. Art Carney, Jackie Gleason, all that goes way back. Art Carney was great. He's got 13 now. Celia Cruz has got 11. She wasn't no Art Carney, I'll tell you that. Shut up, Celia. Silly guy. Barry White's got nine. Gregory Peck, eight. Bob Hope, seven. Dr. Bob Atkins 7. See, Dr. Bob meant a lot to you people out there. You people that used to be fatty saved our lives. I guarantee you that, right now. <laughs> Didn't save my life though, because I can't stay on that diet. Cannot stay on the Atkins. You wanna know why? I know why. Addicted to sugar. That's right. I am, I, and I, I'll say it again. People laugh when you say that. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're just a fat slob. Well, that part of it is true. And they get tired of hearing it, so I don't want to talk about it. They get very upset. Although I do have that story about America's teenagers are the fattest in the world, but we'll get to it. Dr. Bob Atkins 7, Fred Rogers 6, Catherine Hepburn 5. Now, now you have to play that bit? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's my favorite. Jimmy, is it your favorite? <laughs> well, uh, one of them. Okay. Top ten. And
0: now the sound of Jimmy Stewart making love to Catherine Hepburn.
2: David Brinkley and uh, Gregory Hines and Buddy Hackett for a piece. Uh, David Brinkley ought to be doing better than that. Although I guess they're pissed off at him about that. Um, what was the uh, the food sponsor they had on uh, this week with David Brinkley on ABC? You're asking me? Hey, Colin, Boca Brian. No, not a food sponsor, but the, uh, oh, for crying out loud, the one that feeds the poor and all that other crap. Anyway, they're pissed off about that. Uh, Charles Bronson, three. Robert Palmer, one. Well, what kind of a crowd is this that Robert Palmer's only got one? No votes yet for Robert Stack, Fred Berry, Nell Carter, Buddy Epson. Charles Bronson just went on there. He's already got three. Only one for Robert Palmer? Out of sight, out of mind. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Old, old meat, huh? Right. Anyway, Britney's got plenty of company, says CBS News. It says, let's be fair, Britney's bride for a day stunt. See, if she would have gotten married like to Tom Welling for a day even, okay. if she was hanging out with Tom Welling, if she was doing it, we could respect that. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't be nice. Or like uh, Jared Leto. It would make more sense. Or, um, Ethan Hawke. Okay. See? Mm -hmm. You could deal with that. But the idea that she's been supposedly a bangin' and the the nastiest, grossest, I mean, seriously, if you wanted to pick somebody nastier than Justin Tinkerbell, I don't, you'd have a hard time doing it. Hard pressed. Only Dennis Rodman. Denise Rodman and Denise Potvan, probably about the only two that come to my mind right off the bat. And Ron Jeremy. And Randy West. And Al Goldstein. But other than that... Right. It says, because, Britney's bride for a day stunt while eye-popping in its brevity <laughs> is hardly the first case of celebrity wedding bells, taking a quick left turn to the lawyer's office. It says, we've got to admit, annulments probably are a whole lot cheaper and considerably less painful than divorces. It says, remember Denise Rodman, see, and Carmen Electra. It says, you don't, well, don't worry, they may have forgotten it themselves by now. A 1998, lightning-fast pairing blamed on impaired judgment. Hey, listen. Anybody that would uh, even touch Dennis Rodman would have to be impaired judgment. Here's some more: Darva Conger and Chris uh, Rick Rockwell. Rick Rockwell. Back in March 2000, the dawning of TV's reality age, Conger outfoxed 49 other contestants to win a ring from Rockwell on Who Wants to Wear a multimillionaire. Then it was discovered that Rockwell's former fiance had obtained a restraining order against him, saying he hit her. He wasn't honest, Conger told the judge, or maybe she just didn't like him. Lasted six weeks. Are Kelly and Aliyah. Yeah, she's Remember Aliyah? Right. Years before his alleged underage sex tape, Kelly produced a 15-year-old uh Aliyah's smash debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. <laughs> Prophetic. <laughs> Pathetic. Keeping it real, Aliyah then lied about her age to get a marriage license in Kelly's home state of Illinois. Her outraged parents quickly terminated the union in 1994. Lasted about as long as it took for Aliyah's mom to find out, it says. Rudy Giuliani and Regina Perugie, although I do like her candies. The former New York mayor's first marriage was to his second cousin, a no-no for Catholics without special church dispensation. So when the couple fell out of love, the Catholic Church, which doesn't sanction divorce granted an annulment, lasted 14 years. Did you know that, that she was his second cousin? No. I'll be damned. Janet Jackson and James DeBarge. They met on the set of a TV show, Soul Train. They wed without her parents' knowledge, but the singer DeBarge was more... I thought DeBarge was a group. Right, but that's their last name. Oh. I'm trying to forget about him. There were no Hanson. The singer DeBarge was more into drugs and alcohol than Jackson, which proved to be a poor career choice for him, lasted three months. Jar Gabor and Felipe de Alba. In 1982, the prolific Zsa, Zsa underwent her eighth marriage ceremony to Felipe de Alba. Since Zsa, Zsa was still married to husband number seven, and the ceremony was performed by a ship's captain at sea, the annulment may have been redundant, lasted one day. And King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. Isn't that what you put, like, on steak? Right. Henry couldn't persuade the Catholic Church to all his marriage to Catherine so he could wed Anne Boleyn, so he broke with the Pope in order, he broke with the Pope, and ordered the annulment himself, which led to the founding of the Anglican Church, lasted 23 freaking years. So there's a few of those. Although I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, whatever. Annulments, I guess. I thought we were just talking about quickie ones. But the CBSI is weeping, okay, because of that Michael Jackson specialized Friday, which we pray that none of you saw. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Who uh, could Britney be banging that we wouldn't be so upset about? That would be a good poll question. Uh, don't you think Tom Ashley, Long was a good choice? Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd, sure. She was just on TV, so she's like, you know, right, <laughs> right in my mind here. How about uh, Freaky Carlos? I think he might be next. Oh God! Just to piss off Joe Rose. How many votes have we got on here in the first 45 minutes? This is going to shock you. And again, it's the anti-George factor came in. 253 in about 42 minutes. 253. And, of course, this crowd, being all heart, being the South Florida crowd that they are, which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? 85, 33, a third, a full third say, I don't give a schmidt about any of them. Five
0: and local, this is City. The radio's all yours now. QAM
5: Take off those checkered pants
8: Thanks For burying me Those bad jokes that I said My eyes that turned all red I'm on the road with Bing again Except this time I'm dead Please don't pay Over me but I want to tell you, thanks for burying me. That cheesy old man smell that Dolores house as well. And those lousy shows that I did at the Fountain Blue Hotel with Anita Eckberg. And I want to gurgle. <laughs>
2: What a lovely thing! It's eleven o'clock at five sixty WQM. Now let's see, Mad Dog will be on again today, two to four. All right. And that's uh, about it. Other than that, it's all screwed up. We had no Guilty this morning. Did we ever find out why? No. Well, inquiring minds would like to know, huh? I mean, it's only the second day back after all of these vacations and everything. Maybe a uh, one day with with Mo was enough. One day in a row. No, seriously, let's find out what the deal is there, okay? Why was Guilty out this morning? He couldn't have been sick, could he? Because mm-hmm. if there's like a bunch of disease going around, I'm not coming back to town. I might have to delay this return trip. SARS, that cow. Right, exactly. In fact, we you may all have to go into quarantine. That's right. So anyway, we got the mad dog at two, the booster for uh, the load at four. I mean, once upon a time, I guess pound for pound, he could have given Hank a run for his money, but not no more. Now that he no. down. Ira Winderman, four to five, is penciled in. The big oh seven to ten tonight. Boy, we sure got way too much of him on lately. Eddie uh, k at 10 and Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the morning. Now, here's a facts that says some more not-as-famous deaths last week, and that's for damn sure, because I never heard of any of these people. No. Ernie Bernat. or does that say? In, what does that first name say? Oh, no, it's not Ernie. It's Enrique. Enrique? I guess. Enrique Bernat, Spanish candy maker who invented the world-famous Chupa Chups, Chups lollipop. Chupa Chups. Is that what they're called? Yes. Get out of
6: here. All
3: Chupa right. Chups. Chupa Chups. See. What is that? They're uh, kind of lollipop. They were very popular for a while. They might still be.
2: Oh, something that uh, sticks suck on.
3: No, they're uh, cross-cultural. They got very popular amongst the kids. Something people suck on.
2: Which was first sold in Spain in 1958, but today sold in 170 countries with factories in five nations and 1,700 employees worldwide. Died December 27th in Barcelona, Spain, age 80. Charles Blackie Hunt, longtime Vegas lounge act who performed as a musician and comedian at venues such as the Sahara and Stardust Hotels beginning in the 40s, was a member of the Characters, one of the leading lounge acts at the Sahara's Cosba Lounge, and uh, yada, I never heard of him. Died of heart failure, 75, December 30th. Dinsdale Landon, British comic stage and TV actor, known for playing nervous husbands, faltering suitors, and eccentric bumblers, though mostly known for his stage work, compared numerous British TV movies, and made guest appearances in such shows as Doctor Who, The Avengers, and Lovejoy, died December 29th in England of mouth cancer at age 71. Mouth well, cancer. Say that town. Fakenham. Okay. <laughs> Fakenham, Norfolk, England. Well, I told you they're a bunch of silly clowns. Helen, that's what Jews eat on uh, the holidays, fake ham. Helen Klebe, venerable character actress who spent a career playing old ladies, best known for a recurring role as Miss Mamie Baldwin on the Waltons TV series. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who that was. But appeared in dozens of TV shows like Dragnet, Gunsmoke, Bewitched, and The Eddie Griffith Show, who had roles in movies like The Manchurian Candidate Fitzwilliam, and Magnificent Obsession, died December 28th in L.A. of heart failure, just short of her 97th birthday. Hey, Helen, that's old enough. Just like that old bag that they rescued in Iran uh, in BAM. 97. That was old enough. But the Lord must have had a plan. Speaking of crap like that, Chris Collinsworth, a real asshole, which you have no idea who that is. Who? Former uh, jock, I see. Now a broadcaster, of course. At any rate, uh, he's during the uh, Packers playoff game there against Seattle, which turned out to be a hell of a game overtime. And he's going on repeatedly. In fact, Chris Zelkovich in the uh, papers here yesterday ripped him an ass, and deservedly so about because Brett Favre's father, you know, died a week or two ago, whatever the hell it was. So somewhere up there in the sky, Irving or Irwin, whatever the hell his name was, uh, Favre is watching this with a smile on his face, uh, yada, yada, all this other crap. Don't, don't you just, just, it just nauseates me. Well, first of all, what's he watching it on? Is he got like binoculars up there, wherever up there is? Somewhere up there in the sky on his big 53-inch plasma screen, right. he's watching his son, Brett, pull out the victory here against uh, Seattle. I mean, why do people talk such baby crap, huh? Emotional cripples? Uh, that, that's probably exactly what it is, because mankind, generally speaking, are a bunch of emotional cripples who can't face death. Just like Ms. Horkheimer on her this morning breathlessly with that solely dead bitch on CNN. Oh, and this is so exciting, and boy, this is going to be so wonderful when we find all of these uh, uh, queer things on Mars. Believe me, Jack, we got plenty of queer things right there in South Florida, okay? And you're one of them, Ms. Horkheimer. I'll never forget, I was telling you, the night that I just about froze him out of the Mm -hmm. studio on INZ. Oh, that was such a wonderful night. Turned that thermostat down to about minus infinity. Anyway, here's the uh, rundown so far. 278 votes. Which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? I don't give a schmidt about any of them. Still a third. Hard asses, 94. They refuse to care. John Ritter, 38. Johnny Cash, 38. How do you like that? The way the two of them seem to be linked. (laughs) (laughs) Art Carney, 16, Fred Rogers, 12. You'd think Fred Rogers would be doing better, too, wouldn't you? No, I'm glad he's not. Why not?
10: Eh. A lot of weak. people
2: out there grew up, on, just like you were all uh, whipped up to a frenzy about, uh, what's his name there on Channel 7? Toby the Robot. Wayne Chandler. Whoever the was. Wayne Chandler. Wayne Chandler. Wayne Chandler. Mm-hmm. Cruz LaCruz, 12, tied with Fred Rogers. Barry White, 11. Dr. Bob Atkins, 11. Gregory Peck, 9. Catherine Hepburn, 8. Bob Hope eight. David Brinkley 5, Gregory Hines 5, Charles Bronson 5, Buddy Hackett 4, Robert Palmer's up to 4, thank God for that, he's addicted to a death. Fred Berry 1, no votes for Robert Stack, Nell Carter, or Buddy Epson, even though he always gets his man. I'm going to have to play that theme song. All right. Barnaby Jones? Isn't it in here? No, it's not in there. I got it. it. Just re- Huh? I thought it was in there. I'll here. get it. Just relax. 5670560 pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM line 1 is working. Hello.
11: Yes, I'd like to add my name to the uh name to the list of uh deaths in 2003.
2: We left somebody out? Yeah. Okay. The uh
11: the guy that played Wilson on Home Improvement, he died uh, in late December.
2: And what was his name?
11: Um I
9: think his last name was Hint. Hinman? Hinman? Yeah,
2: it's either Hillerman or Hinman. I can't okay, well, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up and make sure we get it right. Okay. Okay, we'll get it on there. Thank you. Okay, look that up. Okay, home improvement. Okay. Oh, you know who's going to be next? Speaking of that, it sounds a lot like what he just said. Benny Hinman? Benny Hin. No, I'll tell you who's going to be very close on the heels of that. And I say it with great uh, glee. Dismay. Larry Hagman. Oh, yeah. He's right on the edge. And you know what it's from? It's drinking. Lifelong drinking problem, man. Is he on his third liver? They went out and they got him a whole bunch of liver with bacon and onions and a whole deal, and it just that uh they keeps failing, and they have to keep slicing it out and uh, cutting mm-hmm. it up and heating it up for lunch, and it just uh, ain't working out. He buys them now, by the case. His mother was Mary Martin, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And then she got into that awful uh car crash, don't you remember? Oh, yeah. Now, she died, right? I would think. We got the guy's name? I I don't know. There's so many freaking dead people. The guy from Home Improvement is Earl Hinman. Earl Hinman, excellent. Okay, let's get him on there. Earl Hinman. Zip that right up to Eric, okay? Because I know he's under a lot of stress, especially after what we did to him yesterday with 80 million names. See, I told you there'll be a few more, didn't I say that? No. Although John Ritter and Johnny Cashboy, they are really, uh, I see, I don't see the relationship, even though they died a day apart. uh, Their names were John, but other than that, I don't see any relationship whatsoever do you no oh and there's that Schwarzer a bishop wilton gregory from dc
0: that will that give me pen to find that theme are keeping our word however the completion of the audit and this report does not tempt us to be complacent the report now becomes a source of learning about how to build on what we are already doing
2: well. Right, molesting uh, altar boys. Right, you're doing it very well. Makes me sick to my stomach. Same old whitewash, or in his case, a light blackwash. Same old garbage. Now, what am I looking for? I'm looking for um, Barnaby Jones. Right. And we, you know, we ought to do that again sometime. Although I guess uh, maybe Eric ought to send me a list of all the polls that we've done. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we like leave a couple of years in between. We haven't done that thing in a long time. Instead um, of uh, building it, although I guess it kind of defeats the purpose, I'm sure he saves the list. You think? Maybe. Hey Eric, where's the list, baby? And look at this, number 54. Don't you hate when it's a cut like way up there like that and you have to kind of dial it up. Hate that. There should be a keypad you can punch it in. Buddy Epson deserves a little more respect because like, uh, what's his name used to say on Channel 7? He always gets his man. What was his name? Bill Ross. Oh, I don't know him.
3: Jesus Christ.
2: There you go. And poor buddy Epson is only, and what else was he in? He wasn't just in Barnacles Jones. The Bill Hillies. Oh, oh that's right, the Beverly Hillbillies. No wonder I can't stand him.
6: That was a good anyway, show. Anyway, here's you a fact watched. from our
2: most, what? That was a good show that you never watched. Beverly Hillbillies?
3: Funny lines, they spoofed everything it. and everybody, Hated you it. never watched. Well, I'll tell
2: you, a really good show that I don't watch is The Simpsons. Right. I saw a little bit of that the other night, and I, I, I actually admit it. I just don't have the patience for those shows. I don't know what it is. It was very funny and very biting and very uh, right. poignant they and very to the right and on and it uh, and shots at the right. It was, exactly. It was great, but I just don't have the patience for it no the, more. The hillbillies made fun of rednecks and the Beverly Hills crowd. 305 votes and poor Buddy Epson is sucking wind band. He's only got one. He's only got one vote. Even Fred Berry's got one, and we don't even know who the hell Fred Berry is. I'm telling you, he was on some silly-ass sitcom. Okay. At seven o five this morning, is that what that says? Seven o five, because the uh, top of this is chopped it's off. Chopped off on mine. One of the most chronic of all of them, uh, the most chronic factor of all reports. Mo Howard David had reported that the Neil Rogers Show at ten has been canceled due to lack of interest. yuck, yuck, yuck. All right. Absolutely. And that's got reasons to eat Mo because he smells like vegetable soup. His jewel is rainbow colored, etc. And so on. And Geldy says he gives crappy hand jobs. Well, there you go. Guess what, Mo? okay? we got more people listening right now than listening to your crappy-ass excuse for a radio show for the entire time you've been on a radio station, okay? We know that some of your people are playing games with the diaries. That's okay. It that happens with everybody. But that ain't going to continue forever, all right? In fact, one of these trends, one of these months will come along, and the anti mo crowd is going to get all the diaries. They're going to say, no, Mo. Absolutely. And you're going to be up by Schmidt's Creek is what you're going to be. And then you'll have to carry that thing, uh, carry that baggage along. We don't really give a crap, no, Mo. As if we got something to prove to his sorry old ass. No wonder Geldy don't want to be anywhere near him. Did you ever find out the reason? No, maybe he's just going to boycott until they put him on with uh, Joe. That, great idea. Nice going, Gildy. I always knew he had like a little BB in there somewhere under that gigantic mammoth uh, snake. Twelve minutes past 11 at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need, the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. Zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fees, zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate at just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, all you pay is 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never ever pay closing costs again. So call them today and find out about it. Call 1-800-940-LEND. Get the low rate mortgage you deserve, and then move to your next property without further cost or expense. Zero underwriting fees, zero doc fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. Get the new low rate financing that you've been looking for at just 1.25%. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. For details, call 1-800-940-LEND and never ever pay closing costs again. That's the Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. There are an equal housing lender restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. <laughs>
7: Radio 560 QAM They're dead, they're dead The whole dark cast is dead They're dead, they're dead They're definitely dead Liz Montgomery and Agnes Moorhead Dick York and the other dick too And it's straight that Paul is Taking a turn now too They're dead they're dead, like doornails, they're all dead. They're dead, all dead, yes, positively dead. Except for Adam and Tabitha, but we're working on that too. So stay tuned and they will be dead soon.
2: I told you we left a whole bunch of important people off here because Star Tabloid sucks. Okay. Guess who we left off that uh come to mind immediately. Rod Roddy. We did leave him off of there. Let's put him on right away. I, I, I just that. got a
3: list faxed, and it's uh, it's going to shock you at how uh...
2: how incomplete yeah. the star was. The star sucks. Stick with the Inquirer, folks. Anyway, cocaine caused righteous brother death. I just printed this out from the uh, CNN website. Okay. Righteous brother singer Bobby Hatfield's death in November. He died on my birthday, November five. Was caused by cocaine and not just heart failure, according to the official autopsy report. Sure took him a long a long enough time, didn't it? Mm-hmm. November
4: 5
2: <laughs> took him two freaking months for the autopsy report. Dr. Richard Toker, a tuker, <laughs> Chief Medical Examiner for Kalamazoo County told the Kalamazoo Gazette in today's edition that Hatfield's death was triggered by acute cocaine intoxication. <laughs> Hatfield, 63, died November 5, just hours before Righteous Brothers concert. He and his partner Bill Medley had hits like Unchained Melody and the unctuous You've Lost That Lovin' Feelin'. This is a shock to me, Medley told the Orange County California Register from his Newport Beach, California home. I never saw him use cocaine. <laughs> I knew absolutely nothing about it.
4: <laughs> if I had
2: known, I would have said something to him. Like, oh, can I have some? Right. Now, do you believe that? No. I never mean, I mean, do guys, that. These guys were together for about a sure. 100 years. Oh, I I would have said something if I would known he was uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Give me doing some. the old blow. An initial autopsy found Hatfield had advanced coronary disease, a heart attack due to the disease, was listed on his death certificate. However, Toker Tucker said a final cause of death was not determined until after toxicology reports were completed. The death certificate will be changed to reflect cocaine as the cause of death. Tuker's office received the report of cocaine intoxication December 24th, but asked for the information to be released after the, ho- <laughs> after the holidays out of respect to Hatfield's family. Mm. Messages left Tuesday with Tucker and the William Morris agency that represent the Righteous Brothers were not returned. I can't imagine why. Uh <laughs> isn't that something? Weird Well children. gee, that would be bad to tell the world right at Christmas time and New Year's that uh he was a coke, uh, you know, that he took it up the nose. Would have ruined Christmas. Yeah, that would have been really bad. And nobody would have bought them righteous brothers uh CDs for Christmas gifts. It wouldn't have been righteous. That's right. That's what uh they said in uh Requiem for a Dream, anyway. Oh, look at this list. This is a lot better. This is excellent. Oh, geez, I don't. I think we're uh, screwed, you know. Yeah, I know. How he about died. and the one that uh, sticks out in my mind immediately is David Bloom, Who? former Channel's uh, uh, NBC uh, news reporter. The one that died. He oh, was embedded yeah, in, in Iraq in, in the tank from the. Uh, he died from plot. a pulmonary embolism. David Bloom. Irv Cups in it. All you Chicago people out there, how many Chicago people have dirty, got... man Yeah, George Plimpton, who was the all-around faker uh, uh, guy. Leon Uris, who wrote Exodus. Oh, we better, uh, you better fax this to Eric. Already did. Holy crap! Alan Bates. Now, why do I know that name? Who was Alan Bates? I don't know. Norman's brother. David Hemmings. Donald O'Connor. There you go for all you old farts out there. Donald O'Connor. Singing in the Rain, whatever the hell he was in. or That was Gene Kelly. Well, something like that. Uh, Hume Cronin. He like to keep Jessica handy. Horst Buchholz. Who's that? I don't know. Actor. Richard Crenna, fa- a famous bald-headed kind of actor. Very good. Mm-hmm. Sidney Lassick, who played Mr. Cheswick in Cuckoo's Nest.
0: <gasps> I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratchet.
2: He was great. Never saw him in anything else, did you? Uh, not that I can think of. Mr. Cheswick. In fact, other than, other than, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Jack Nicholson. Uh, other than him, that was my favorite character. Although we did like, uh, Mr. Martini too. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Right. They were all good. The, but I like Mr. Cheswick.
0: I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratchet. Billy
2: was great. Bibbit was a pip. Billy Bibbit was good. Mr. Martini. Until you got in the bathtub. Hope Lang. Hope Lang. Jesus. Singers Bobby Hatfield, which we just mentioned only moments ago, Giselle McKenzie from your hit parade. I bet your book of Brian remembers Giselle McKenzie and the other old farts like me. It wasn't my hit parade. It was your hit parade, Mister nah, Snooky Snooky Lanson, <laughs> Russell Arms, Dorothy Collins, and Giselle McKenzie, and they used to sing the top ten for each week and Blueberry Hill and uh, things like that, and a bunch of Mitch Miller songs. Sheb Woolley, the old purple people leader guy, Warren Zevon, won't see him no more, and Nina Simone, a jazz great. Remember Nina Simone? No. Well, I said jazz great, so obviously. Directors, Elia Kazan, who it turns out was a real asshole, John right. Schlesinger, Lenny Riefenstahl. Huh? It said she would get a lot of votes from the anti-Semites. Oh, that's right. She was the one that was Hitler's uh, director, remember? Ah, that's right. The uh, the propaganda lady. Right. She made the propaganda movie for Eagol. Yeah. Chad He's dead. Yeah. A medley of his smash, the purple people leader. Athletes and coaches, Gertrude Enerley. She was the great swimmer. She swam the English Channel, right? Larry Doby, Cleveland Indians. Now, was he the first black player in the American League? I believe he was. No, Jackie was Robinson was in the National God? League. Feel that one. Josh wouldn't know that. How the hell would he know it? <laughs>
3: Better chance than I would.
2: <laughs> well, Larry Doby, I'm pretty sure, was the first black baseball player in the American League after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in the National League. There you go. Like Dave the... DeBusher. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, basketball players like Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley endorsed uh, Howard Dean this morning, which we had on our website yesterday. I told you yesterday, but they did it. Howard Dean, the man, baby. Let's butch him up a little bit. Let's, uh, let's spin him up like a dreidel and get him going like a whirling dervish. Wind him you know, up. The, thing, the fact that he's raising all this money off the Internet, mm-hmm. and most of it is coming from living and breathing younger people, right. that's no a more. great sign. Yes. That's a great sign. And that poll that we had yesterday shows that he's only right now uh, for, what is it, five fifty-one forty-six against Bush head-to-head. And a lot of crap is going to go down between now and November. Warren Spawn one of the all-time greats, one of the great left-handers for the uh, Milwaukee Braves. Warren Spott, I'm sure one of your favorites. And Herb Brooks, the former Penguin coach and Olympic coach. Oh, by the way, too bad about those Canadians losing to the USA yesterday in the uh, Juniors World Juniors hockey. Oh, they they get so psychotic here, man. (laughs) It is so sad. If there's one thing that I could really knock Canada about. You know, it's one thing to love a sport, okay? Like like, uh, America loves the NFL. They love their football, all that stuff. But, it's one thing to love hockey, which I do, but it's another thing to become, like, neurotic about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And every one of these tournaments, which quite frankly, there's too goddamn many tournaments anyway, it just, they, they go apeshubin'. For example, here's this morning's National Post, okay? Okay. And on the front page, here's a huge picture of the kid for America, uh, scoring a winning goal, uh, Patrick O'Sullivan. And, It says, star goalies Gaff hands gold medal to Americans. Now this, keep in mind, this is the world juniors. These are 17, 18-year-old kids, or 16, whatever they are. And Marc-Andre Fleury is the goalie who played for the Penguins for a while and really was great and is going to be a great goaltender in the NHL someday. But in the meantime, so he he made a bad clearing pass and accidentally knocked a puck into his own net, and that was the decisive goal in the game. So on the front page, I saw that this morning, I thought, the kid is 18 years old. And just burying him here now. He's never going to live this down. he probably have to leave the country. Mark andre Fleury. Poor frog. Oh, and there's Pete Rose on CNN. I wanted to change the subject, but let me just say this about that, okay? Yeah. I want you to stop and think of the illogic in this, all right? Finally, after 14 years, this lying sack of crap, and there's a great article in the same National Post about Pete Rose and the two reasons that he uh, came clean. Number one, to sell his book, and number two, so he can get in the Hall of Fame and cash in on it. So I guess that's three reasons. Well, it's all cash, so he can gamble his guts out. He finally admits that he gambled on baseball in his autobiography. Now it's the big story, and we're all talking about it, like right now on CNN. But it's a little surreal. I mean, for 14 years, we've been debating uh, issues. But, But now he says he bet on baseball, but he never bet against the Reds, the team he managed. Okay. So if he lied to us for 14 years on the one hand, why is there supposed to be any credibility and we're supposed to believe they never bet against his own team and fixed any games? See what I'm saying? Right. When you admit number one that you're a liar, like the president, for example, why should anybody believe anything else that you say? And they shouldn't. Asshole. What a what a oh man. Twenty six past eleven. I said I wasn't going to talk about him. Don't let me forget to get to the rest of these. Uh, there's a few more on here. I can't believe what a horribly right incomplete job we did. So many dead people in so little time. Don't trust And it the really story. pisses off Mo. Absolutely. Huh? That's I got the fine. poll for tomorrow. Whose grave would you like to dance on? Ooh. Huh? Isn't that a good one? Do they they have to be in one yet? No. No, we're talking about people who aren't in one yet.
0: All right.
2: What living person... We'll we'll find a way to phrase it. We'll do that tomorrow. Would you like to dance on their grave? And, of course, I keep in mind the cover of our CD this year, The Best of Me, where I'm farting on Moe's grave. All the crap you can unwrap. That's what I gave you. Much crap as I could get through the back of my pantaloonies. 27 past 11 at 560 WQM. Does this sound like you, underpaid and overworked? Yes. You'd like to have a new high-paying career, but you don't have four years to waste on college, or certainly maybe not the money to go and get the college education. If this does sound like you, Fast Train has your solution. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train Train can have you trained and certified for a real high-paying computer network professional career or a high-paying medical computer specialist career in as soon as four months. That is correct. You can be fully trained and ready for your new career in as little as four months. Think about it. In just four short months, you can be on your way to a new high-paying career. Whether you're working full-time or part-time, Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. They also offer job placement assistance and financial aid to people who qualify. Fast Train's got locations conveniently located all over South Florida. They're in Miami, Kendall, Fort Lauderdale, and prestigious Pembroke Pines. Chances are there's a location nearby you. So don't wait. Pick up that phone. Change your life forever. Call Fast Train today, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Don't delay. Call them today. This is
0: Sports Radio 560, QAM. Toby, I fucked them all.
4: <laughs>
0: up the
1: butt.
5: Five sixty WQAM is proud to announce Howard David
7: is dead. Hey, they killed
5: Howard. Forget about it. Consequently, after days of intensive shock therapy, management emerged with a brand new lineup for the vacationing Howard David. Starting tomorrow, wake up with the Joe, Mark, and Son Show. Radio the way it was intended to be. With periodic sports updates by Gildy. That's the Joe Markinson Show. Now, on 560 WQAM.
2: Okay, let's start to doing that Kazotsky. Get practice for dancing on Moe's grave. What are you saying? Are there Absolutely.
6: steps,
2: actual steps to the Kazotsky? I don't know. I'm sure there is. There are. 1131 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog at 2. The Booster in for the Ailing Humper at 4 for the load. And the Big O at 7. Oh! Let's see. I think I got through the entire list tonight. David Bloom, Irv Kupcinet, George Clinton, Leon Uris. Got through them all. Thanks right. a lot, Mark, and happy New Year to you, too. How come you didn't read his comment there after the uh, David Bloom one? About the politicians? No, the uh, FU. No,
6: I'm not <laughs> going to read. Uh, no, <laughs> when you
2: stop, you're just an augeant provocateur, troublemaker. He says, few you, George Bush, you killed him. Well, he's right, but he killed a lot of other people, too. Right. The Butcher of Washington. Going to get that guy all upset who yesterday was calling in to congratulate me about the way the format of the show is now, and this is what the audience wants to hear about And, you know, well, you know something, that's fine, but that doesn't mean we're going to lay off on uh, W. Not a chance, not a Chinaman's chance. No. In fact, we're going to exert enormous effort to make sure that all of the uh, Howard Dean people vote 500, 600 times this uh, fall, just to make damn sure. In fact, who the hell were they? Oh, they had Nader on yesterday on Crossfire. You didn't see that, did you? No, I did not. Lucky. But at any rate, oh what a what a what a grizzled old mm-hmm. uh, egotistical pompous ass he is! I mean, he says a lot of things that are right, of course, like he always has. Right. But his ego always gets in the way. Good heart, bad body. And Paul uh, Begala made a good point. He had the chart and he showed—I I think it was 92,000 or 97,000 votes that the Nader got in Florida, <laughs> and then also in New Hampshire. Those two states, he was the difference in in Florida, New Hampshire, uh-huh. which either one of them—New Hampshire's got five electoral votes, in Florida, twenty whatever the hell we got, twenty-seven. Uh, that would have done it, turned it over to uh, Gore. And he's saying, well, you know, uh, 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 Gore only got 38% of the vote that would have gone to me, and Bush got 11%, and the rest wouldn't have voted at all. And the Begala said, "And correctly so, well, that certainly would have been more than enough to make the difference, wouldn't it, Ralph? And then he goes on about well, you want to be talking about the uh, Bush people who stole that election because Gore did win the election, yada yada yada. And as Begala pointed out, yeah, but if you wouldn't have been in there, they, uh, it wouldn't have been wouldn't, close yeah. enough for them to steal it. Which it seems to me, I've said that a million times, or at least right. everyone. Right. Well, there's uh, they're picking the jury for Martha Stewart. Put that bitch in jail for about 25 years. She can like uh, work in a mess hall, in sure. a commissary, right? Cleaning up messes. She can no. She can um, be the uh, chef.
3: Right. Make some
2: pineapple. That'll teach animals. them. That'll serve whatever those people in there have done. That'll serve them right. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAN. Hi Neil, how you doing? Pretty good.
1: Good, good. Uh, real quick, um, Alan Bates. He was a British actor uh, and was with uh, Anthony Quinn in Zorba the Greek. Right. And uh, yes, Larry Doby was the first Amer- um, first African American in the uh, American League.
2: Absolutely correct.
1: Yes, yes, sir. Um, uh, one thing on Pete Rose you had mentioned, I agree with you all the way around, except just one thing. Uh, I do believe he bet on the Reds, but I do think that he, uh, bet but on how, the Reds. But, but how do we
2: know that? How do we know that?
1: How do we know that he bet on the Reds?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, no, I'm just, this is just a gut feeling. I mean, you know, I just think that he bet on the team, but I think he always bet on them to the win because he had such an ego that I just don't think he could allow himself to, to, uh, to even think of a loss. You know, well, that's, that's... let
2: me let me just put it to you this way: his gambling habit is so strong and so bad that nothing would surprise me. That's my personal feeling. Yeah, no, I
1: hear you. It's possible he may have. That's,
2: that's true. You know, when but I mean, the hear, obvious question is: where does this newfound credibility come from all of a sudden? After somebody admits they've lied to you for 14 years. And, and we had it on tape somewhere where he says, I never bet on baseball. I never bet on Cincinnati Reds baseball. And that was his position for 14 years. Now all of a right. sudden he's peddling a book and he wants to get in the Hall of Fame so he can make some money off of it. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe anything he says?
1: Yeah, well, I know it, 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 it's tough to believe. The guy definitely, uh, you know, not very trust. A Great player, but not not much of a person.
2: I think what they ought to do is stick his ass in the Hall of Fame and in the record books put an asterisk next to it that say scumbag. <laughs> All right, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Pally. Oh, yeah, they ought to have, like, the scumbag division. In other words, these players were right. great players, no question about it, but they were scumbags. The little side room there off the hall. Uh, exactly, the scumbag section <laughs> of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Speaking of scumbags, Limbaugh wins more time to keep medical records private. Rush Limbaugh's medical records will remain off-limits to prosecutors for at least another 15 days while his attorneys pursue an appeal to permanently seal them, a judge ruled yesterday. Limbaugh's attorneys asked for the extension while they appealed the judge's earlier decision allowing prosecutors to examine the files for evidence that the conservative hypocritical radio commentator illegally purchased painkillers. Investigators seized the records last month after discovering that Limbaugh received more than 2,000 painkillers prescribed by four different doctors over six months at a pharmacy near his Palm Beach mansion. Limbaugh's former maid told investigators she'd been supplying him prescription painkillers for years. Limbaugh admitted his addiction to prescription painkillers in October, saying it stemmed from a severe back pain. He took a five-week leave of uh, yada, yada, yada to rehab. His attorneys argue that seizure records from doctors in Florida and California violated his privacy and that the investigation was politically motivated. How do you like that? Yeah. Everything is politically motivated, just like everybody's out to get Michael Jackson, and everybody's out to get this one and that one and yada, yada, yada. I mean, just your average ordinary guy, he's in a lot of pain. He gets or three, 4,000 pills every couple of months, right? Right. And of course, he's always supported the use of drugs for pain, legal or illegally. Oh, now look at this. Dean says in his facts, I like this poll a lot, but maybe you can get a better response by playing to the true South Florida sensibilities. And a- <laughs> he's on it. <laughs> Here's a guy that really understands South Florida, duh, man. He says, by playing to the true South Florida sensibility to ask the question, which celebrity death made you the happiest in two thousand and three? It says Eric will love you because he can use the same list as today. <laughs> oh, you know what we can do? <laughs> tomorrow. No, no. What? No, no, we don't want to do we already got tomorrow, so I can't wait for that. No, at noon we can turn it around. We'll keep the same list, Eric. We'll just change the question. <laughs> reset right? it. Yeah, just reset it with a different question. Which celebrity death made you the happiest in two thousand and three? And Eric can be on the list for two thousand and four. P.S. There's one small tie between Johnny Cash and John Ritter, I'm aware of. It says John Ritter's father was Tex Ritter. I dreamed I went to Hillbilly Heaven. You remember that song? Of course no. not, on Capitol Records. I bet you Boca yeah. Brian does. That was a big smash, man. Hillbilly Heaven, Tex Ritter. An old-time country western singer who died in the 70s. I imagine Ritter and Cash probably met. Good point, Dean. Excellent. Excellent facts. How do you like that? I like Dean. I'm telling you, man, we're doing it. we got a long way to go, one little tiny baby step at a time. We've got to, like, win back the audience and build it all over again. Like It's like if you're building a house and somebody comes along, the old, the big bad wolf or whatever, and blows it all down, and you got to, like, brick by brick put it back together again because Greg Reed keeps blowing it. Blowing it down. Or just blowing it. What do we got so far in this one? Don't, don't make sure I. You got the question? No. What do you mean? No. You sent me the I facts. Do. I know. Which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? We're going to be changing this at noon. Which one made you the happiest? 388. Whole bunch of people don't have any yet. So you better hurry. A lot of the ones we just added from Mark's list there. Whole bunch have got none. Hume Cronin. Ra- I don't even want to read all of them. Just a whole bunch. Uh, Nell Carter's got one, Horst Buckholz one, Warren Spahn one, Warren Zevon one. Two for Robert Stack and Buddy Epson and Fred Berry. Robert Stack should be doing better. Robert Stack was great, even if it was only on Unsolved Mysteries. Right. Right? And that, what was that submarine show? And what about his brilliant performance in uh, Airplane? Airport. Yeah. Airplane. Whatever the hell it was. Was he on The Untouchables? And he was on the Untouchables. Of course, was he on the Untouchables? I was like kidding a little me? kid when
3: I was watching that. Right. Good show, Robert though.
2: Stack was great. David Bloom, 5. Buddy Hackett, 6. 7 for David Brinkley, Robert Palmer, Gregory Hines, and Charles Bronson. 9 for Catherine Hepburn. 10 for Gregory Peck. 12 for Bob Hope. 14, Dr. Bob Atkins. Celia Cruz, 15. Very White, 15. Fred Rogers, 19. Art Carney, 24. Johnny Cash, 46. John Ritter, 50. All right, I couldn't stand him. And I don't give a shit about any of them, 127, 32.5%. So get those votes if you want to participate in that poll, because it is extremely scientific. (laughs) Get them in there before noon, because we're going to do a little bait and swish. John Ritter just seemed very swishy to me. I don't know, very, uh, I don't know, Mm fake. Yeah. Right? Right. That doesn't mean anything. There's plenty Mm -hmm. of people who seem fake. 19 till noon noon at 560 WQM. If you're planning on replacing your carpets because they don't look new or maybe you're thinking about having your carpet area rugs or drapery professionally cleaned, here's the answer for you. Here's the solution. Call the good folks at Dry Concepts because they're the best in the business at making your carpets look like brand new. And, of course, they've been keeping my carpets clean for over 20 years in different uh, joints. Uh, how many places have I lived in the last 20 years? A few. About 30. Sanitize. Uh, no, not quite. Sanitize your home today by using Dry Concept Certified Trade Technicians. They'll dry clean your carpet. Same idea as dry cleaning your clothing, leaving them looking just like brand new, vibrant in color, soft to the touch. And they dry in just a couple of hours so you can clean today and really entertain tonight. Nobody does it like these folks. And no rip-offs, no games, no scams. They give you a guaranteed written price up front before they start doing the work. And when you call Dry Concepts, be sure and ask how you can save 15% on your next carpet cleaning job by having you uh, them put you on your standby list. Call them today, toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. Now that all the pain in the ass company from the holidays is gone, time to get that house back in tip-top shape. Call Dry Concepts at 1-800-248-5071 or check them on the web at dryconcepts.com.
0: Live live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM.
7: It was a cold, vile, stormy day in Hollywood with one of the biggest mysteries of my illustrious career unfolded right here in our own Unsolved Mystery Studios. One of the finest television shows ever to grace the airwaves here on NBC was about to be canceled. At 10.45, the time imprinted in my still razor-sharp memory forever, the inexplicable happened. That is when the TV program that served as the flagship of the NBC television lineup namely, Unsolved Mysteries, was unceremoniously canceled by a bunch of eggheads! It has been suggested, however, that these seemingly perfectly normal, intelligent NBC executives could have been under the influence of the full moon, or perhaps some form of alien mind control, or... What the hell, maybe it was something in the water. Nobody knows. Well, maybe you'd like me to take a guess. Something about ratings, huh? Oh, maybe I should have pulled in Ellen and started French kissing my stage manager on the air. Here. Robert, hey, come here, girl. Come, come here. Oh, you too, Steve. You too, Kevin. Come here. Let me play on a big one. You like that, huh? Look huh? at the ratings go up now, huh? Oh,
8: Robert, stop it. Get a hold of yourself.
7: Oh. I'm sorry. This is Robert Stack for Own oh so
8: Mysteries. The Untouchable. A Desi Lou production. Starring Robert Stack as Elliot Ness.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: See, you learned something right there. I bet you never knew it was a Dizzy Lou production, right? Yes, I did. Baba hey! Unsolved Mysteries and the Untouchables, and he's only got three votes in this hard-ass audience. Boy, it's a tough crowd, man. It is a tough crowd. If most of the people on this list, if they would have had to perform their entire careers in South Florida, they'd have never made it. Catch my drift? I caught it. 5670560, pound 560 on the (laughs) AT&T. That was a great idea (laughs) that Dean had, turning this pole around. He's got his thumb on the pulse of it, baby. Oh, wait till you hear this story. I don't know why, because this happened on um, Sunday. But for some peculiar reason, it just, uh I don't know, they just kept it awfully quiet. Was it Sunday or, oh, Saturday. And today already is Tuesday. A Saudi Arabian man was charged with carrying three pyrotechnic devices on an aircraft and then lying to federal agents about the devices after landing at Logan International Airport in Boston. You hear the story? No. I mean, they have had it on, but only like in the last 24 hours. Esam Mohammed al Mohandis hmm? 33 of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, was arrested Saturday after a search by U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents of his carry-on luggage turned up three small firecracker-type devices. When questioned, Al Mohandas initially said the one-and-a-half-inch cylindrical devices were artist crayons or pens. Then he said they didn't know what they were or how they got into his backpack. After initially saying he had packed his own bag, he later said his wife may have put some items in a backpack He also said he did not know what the items were, but that he had seen them around his house previously. He said he didn't know why they were in his bag. Al Mohandas flew on Lufthansa from Riyadh to Frankfurt, Germany, then a connecting flight to Boston. He told officials he had flown to Boston on business. Al Mohandas appeared briefly on the charges Monday in U.S. District Court. He's being held in federal custody pending a detention hearing scheduled for Thursday. If convicted, he faces up to five years in prison on a false statement charge and up to 10 years on the charge of carrying an incendiary device on an aircraft. Sounds a little bit strange to me. Another Saudi. I just mentioned that in passing. Yeah. You know your buddy William Rivers Pitt? Who? You put one of his great stories on our website while I was on vacation. Oh, that guy. I thought you were talking about some sports guy again. William Rivers Pitt. Not Mickey Rivers. William Rivers Pitt. Mm -hmm. Not the university Pitt. Not the Pittsburgh Penguins who are the Pitt's. Boy, how's that franchise? that franchise going to be around in a couple of years? No. Oh, brother. What a joke. Thanks for the two points last night, by the way. Thanks for the late uh, Christmas and Hanukkah gift. Williams Rivers Pitt is New York Times bestselling author of two books, War on Iraq and the Greatest Sedition is Silence. And there's an article that's on our website today that is so good from tompain.com. I just, I, eventually, don't let me forget, i got to get around to it. Even though okay. I don't want to read a whole bunch of this stuff on here no more all the time, yeah, yeah. but just every now and then, trust me when I tell you, the hem- well, can I read you the first? Uh, uh, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, we'll just give the tease, teaser. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. We're talking about dead people today. Absolutely. All the dead people all the time. They're dropping like flies. But somewhere up in the sky, Art Carney is looking down at this show and saying thank you so much for having 27 votes. Isn't he? Sure, why not? Somewhere uh, Ralph Crandon and uh what's his name? What was his name?
3: Norton.
2: And Norton are probably on the bus together right now. WQAM.
10: Hey, this is
2: George. I beg your pardon.
10: This is George.
2: No, you want to talk to George? Oh, or no, I...
10: you're back. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I'm on the west coast. I, I I'm not listening to the show right now. It's just, I, I, want, I just wanted to bring up something, really, uh, I heard the other day, and it's really freaking me out about how you guys um. You there? I'm here. You guys, you know, you get to all these um, chronic callers and say that they have no life and yes. all that. That's why. But let me tell you, I know something worse than that having no life. I just drove down the road and all these guys standing on the side of the road with these tall crosses saying, Jesus loves you and stand there. And you tell about something? I have no life. life. Wow. They have no life. Hmm. I mean, I've never seen. What are they doing standing there? Do they work? Now, for now where,
2: where is this? Where exactly have you been driving? You're on I'm, the west I'm Coast? In
10: Bradenton. I'm in Bradenton. Oh, Minnesota, my God.
2: Arizona. Wow.
10: And they're on the side of the road here, like five of them right in a row with these big giant crosses. And they are got them up on their shoulders standing there on the side of the road saying, Jesus loves you. I'm like, that is so sick and unbelievable, man. I can't, I mean, they, they got no life to be able to stand there. Like, I have no life. Them. I, if I, fl- I fl- them, them off,
2: man. Flip the big bird.
10: I wonder if someone paid them to do that in an organization.
2: You're, yeah, you, you better get out of there, man. You're in God's country now. You better get out of that joint. But you
10: know what, you know, The schools over here are great for kids. I lived in Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, for 25 years, and I'm saying yeah. the schools over here are so incredible. It's so quiet, peaceful, and yeah, uh, it's great, man. <laughs> I don't Except, miss that. I except miss for those sure. three hours
2: of Bible class every day, but other than that, it's probably pretty good.
10: Yeah, but I just blow them off. You know, I don't deal with those people. They uh, they believe what they want to believe. That's yeah, all. Yeah,
2: fugue them. That's what I say. Okay, so Patty. Good luck. luck to you. Hang you in got there, it, buddy. Okay. Bunch of maniacs running around with big crosses on the West Coast saying, Jesus loves you. I have no life. Right. When you stop and think about it, what do those people, what do they do? What do they do do? They're The, doing it. Um, the Jesus Christ is the one who stands, like, like here in Toronto, any, any big city, uh, there are people standing on street corners peddling crap. When I was in Amsterdam, did I, I didn't tell you this, did I? Maybe I did. Well, I don't know. There was some uh, girl, I'd say like mid-20s, not uh, very ugly, Um, maybe that's why she was doing this. She wasn't going to be doing anything else. Uh, She had, you know, glasses, very studious kind of look-looking. And she was on a street corner with her own big cardboard sign, Jesus is the way, whatever the hell it said. And she's standing on the street corner of the dam rack, like right on the ass end of the dam rack, which is the windiest corner of all Amsterdam, by the way, where it turns around toward the um, Hotel Victoria or whatever that is. And... uh, She's uh, babbling, bup, 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 and and here comes this uh, island guy, Jamaican or whatever he was, and he's going on about uh, well, Lucifer this and Lucifer that, and she's yeah, yeah, man. It was just it was hysterical. The island <laughs> people, those are the really, really, wow, wacko. Probably too much of that bad weed. Let's see, it says was that Robert Stack, the guy that played James West in the Wild Wild West? No, no way, no chance. Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad, who was a very good looking man. I guess that's, uh, Johnny wants to know. <laughs> yeah, Robert Conrad, who was a real stud. Is he still alive, Robert? No, he's gotta be dead too, don't he? I think he's still kicking. Robert Conrad is still alive. What's that website, boy?
3: It's, uh, deadoraliveinfo.com. Better hop on that. I'm going there now.
2: Inquiring minds want to know about Robert Conrad with a C. We know about William Conrad, unfortunately, who you didn't like. I liked him fine personally. You did not because he him. was on a cop show. He was on Cannon. I did it, it against it him. It was silly. He was a big, fat guy, and he used to, like, uh, you know, drive that Mercury Marquis and, <laughs> and always get it banged up, but the next day it looked just fine. He must have known Fat Rich's brother-in-law. But uh, it was a pretty sad situation. William Conrad was so great, and you didn't like him. Robert Conrad is still alive. William Conrad also was the voice of uh, Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke on the radio. You know that hundred years ago. Yes, you you told me that. I see. Which celebrity death of two thousand and three? Better get to this because at two at noon, when the little hand hits the big hand, this is going to change all of a sudden. It's going to make the change. Four hundred and thirty-seven votes, George, in less than in much less than two hours. Wow! You ready for that? Let's see, seven and fifteen, 12, hour and thirty-eight minutes. Where's oh, Britney? She's
11: undone it. Now Britney Spears is living the single life again. She and her hometown friend Jason Allen Alexander have been granted an Oh
2: man, is he? He is so southern. Such a such a Porky. He he could have been in Porky's. Now that I think of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like them them Porkers in Porky's. What a loser! Yahoo, dro- drooling Louisiana redneck. And she allegedly was banging him, or whatever. Yeah, we Just must presume. No, seriously, uh, let's hook her up with a good-looking guy, okay? Let's no. hook her up with somebody like Tom Welling. I'd pay no, to watch no, that. No. Yeah. See, the still hurt. I'd, I'd, I'd get uh, swelling to see her doing Tom For Welling. Sure. Which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? I don't give a schmidt about any of them, 138, 31.5%. Well, at least it's getting a little bit better. Johnny Cash, 53, John Ritter, 51, Art Carney, 27. He's looking down from the big bus in the sky right now with his plunger. Fred Rogers 22, Cedar Cruz 17, Barry White 15, Dr. Robert Atkins 15. You know, I was thinking they had a tribute on King to Steve Allen a couple of nights ago, and Jane Meadows was on there. What a shame that she's still alive. Audrey Meadows died. Oh well. Bob Hope 13, Catherine Hepburn 11, Gregory Peck 10. Robert Palmer made a little bit of move. They're addicted to Robert Palmer 9, David Bloom 9, good guy. Gregory Hines 8, Charles Bronson 7, David Brinkley 7. I think when David's eyes started falling out of the sockets, that was the first hand he was ill in. You remember that. Mm -hmm. Did I say Charles Bronson, seven? David Brinkley just went up to eight. Buddy Hackett, six. Robert Stack, only three. Even after all this big promo, I just gave him, damn it. Warren Zevon, three. Herb Brooks, Buddy Epson, three. All right. Rod Roddy's got a pair. pair of silk suits that he bought in Thailand. (laughs) Yes. He made a lot of trips to Bangkok. Lovely suits. Rod Roddy 2, Fred Berry 2. Uh, did we find out who Fred Berry is? Schwarzer? No. Come on, he was in some, one of those awful uh, sitcoms. Uh, Nell Carter 1, Warren Spahn 1, Horst Buckholz 1, and no votes, none! For Richard Crenna, Sidney Lassick, Hope Lang, Bobby Hatfield of the Righteous Brothers, although it says Bobby on there, Giselle McKenzie from Your Hit Parade. She played the violin, you know, and I think she was Canadian. Sheb Woolley, Purple Pe- Pe- People Leader, none. Earl Henman, none. Nina Simone, Eliya Kazan, John Schlesinger, none. Uh, Lenny Reifen, uh, that Nazi nun. Uh, Gertrude Ederle, Larry Doby, Dave DeBuscher, Alan Bates, David Hemmings, Donald O'Connor, Irv Cupsonet, George Clinton, Leon Uris, and Hume Cronin have the big- Oh! Oh my god. None! Even for Donald O'Connor. And that shows you how many Chicago people we have in South Florida, none. Irv it. He wrote Cup's column, and he was a gossip guy at least he was a real guy not a silly uh self-hating pansy like uh Miss fudge I have no life exactly not somebody that used to wear like p- uh, pink panties silk pink panties while listening to the Neil Rogers show like miss fudge do you think he's doing his uh, and uh what's his name? blow up down right now <laughs> <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty four hundred and forty two votes George it's the it's the uh, keep George off the air poll oh,
8: and local. Oh. This is Sports Radio 560 QAQAM. Hello, uh, it beat at 12 to 1 hour on WQAM.
4: Oh. 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 And Coulter is a party girl slut, party girl slut, party girl slut. Oh. Oh. Oh.
8: Culture is a party girl slut, party girl slut, party girl slut. On her back, legs are spread. Nancy Snatch is good head. Nancy Snatch, Nancy Snatch, Nancy Snatch, Nancy Snatch, Nancy Snatch. Nancy snatch, Nancy snatch, Nancy snatch, Nancy snatch. <coughs> And prefers it on top quiver. You want more on this lady? Here's what I'll give you. She's got a book to read about slandering. Nobody knows more about slandering out with a big stupid mouth anyone to the left of Mangala. Such a good Christian girl, you want to strangle her. Pontificating, who she's hating. Political pundit pontificating, throw on the floor
10: and masturbating. A Republican stanky hoe. She's a federalissimo. Making liberal a dirty word, you know. In her miniskirt, showing camel toe.
8: Ann culture knows what it can be in a mini skirt that smells fishy. She's a tall drink of water on the side of and order with a back alley look. If you like your
10: broad dollar, if you got the money, she'll spread those legs with a cigarette and a Chardonnay. And Coulter, Ann culter political pundit. The angel of the right, easy
2: 1201 at 560. WQM, happy Tuesday to you, man. You can smell it. You can feel it. Can't you? Run away back. In fact, I just stayed in my own mind. I'm dedicating the winter rating book, January, February, and March this year to sticking it up Mo's ass. You know what I'm saying? i never heard anybody dedicate something to an action before. Absolutely. I'm dedicating this rating period to sticking it right up Mo's ass. I'm I'm telling you that right now. We're going to say that every single day. All of us in South Florida. That's our goal, January, February, and March. Starting in April, you can take it back out again. Now, I just saw a piece here on uh, CNN out of the corner of my eye before this Princess Diana crap again. They showed the real winner... Of the Mega Millions uh, Lottery. Okay. The real winner. The one who actually has the ticket. Right. Okay. Do you think she was the woman who went to the police saying that she dropped her purse and lost the ticket? No. No, it's not her. Using flashlights and braving the... <laughs> oh. Braving the winter cold, several people scoured a convenience store parking lot... In hopes of pouncing on the $162 million Mega Millions lottery ticket, a woman claims she lost there. Who do we believe more, her or Pete Rose? The free-for-all was sparked when Alicia Battle of Cleveland filed a police report saying she dropped her purse as she left the Quick Shop Food Mart last week after buying the ticket. She said she realized after the drawing December 30th 30, man! that the ticket was missing. After news of Alicia Battle's police report spread Monday night, People walked through snow and frigid temperatures to try to find a ticket in the store parking lot, which I'm sure if they would have found it, they'd have returned to poor Alicia. Of course, I would have. I decided to come back to see if I could find a winning ticket, said Laverne Coleman, 57, who says she would keep the winnings if she found the ticket. At least she's honest. Right. Battle 40 would not talk about the specifics of when she bought the ticket, how she lost it, even if she was a regular lottery player. She planned a news conference Tuesday to announce the reward. A little bit late, sweetheart, too late. I'm praying that somebody finds the ticket, brings it forward, and gets rewarded, and from there we'll all live happily ever, she said. She <coughs> cried as he talked to the AP at her home Monday night. Police say Battle was in tears when she came to the station Friday to file the report and didn't didn't hesitate when asked to write down the winning numbers. She memorized them real good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bottom line is she uh, made the whole story up. She's not the winner. The real winner was just presented the check, another Schwarzen, another black lady, young she looked like a real human being. How could that have worked, As, you know, pretending that she's not a crazy person, which is the answer? Nice try, Alicia, but guess what? And the board goes back. Okay, now you know what's going to be really interesting? I give up. Because now the poll is on there today through tomorrow right. morning. Reversed. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's going to be really interesting is uh, to make Dean's point, where in the first poll, I don't give a schmidt about any of them. we got 31.1%. We had 457 votes, more or less. Right, that's still going to win. No, no, you're missing my point. But will the percentage be significantly different? See? See my point? Good point. Because now the question isn't which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you. The question is which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest, happy, happiest being underlined? (laughs) So who'd you vote for? Bob Hope. Uh, Well, I mean, he was uh, 150 years old for Christ's sake. Plus he was never, never said a funny thing in his life. And you? Okay. That Nazi, Lenny? Oh. Yeah, but, but who now really knew about that? I saw those pictures. Quit sucking up to the Jews. Oh, please.
6: Which Isaac. celebrity
2: death of 2003 made you the happiest? Now, we just got a smattering on there. 30.7% say I don't give a schmidt about any of them. That's four. Let me see. Just change it again. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> 45% say they don't give a schmidt. Now, that's interesting. It's just the opposite of what I thought. John Ritter's got two. That's bad. That is terrible. Don't you think? Heartless, cruel. Well, we're asking their opinion. You know, it's up to you, folks. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon lines. QAM, hello. QAM. Hello. What is it?
12: Yes, I called to speak to Neil.
2: Speaking.
11: Yes, Neil. um, I was calling about Fred Berry who was mentioned on the radio earlier. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Vanvleet was the guy who played rerun. Oh, rerun! So yeah, what's happening?
3: Yeah,
2: that's all I just wanted to tell you. Thanks a lot, pal. I appreciate the info. Okay, bye. He was a rerun.
3: Right? How could I, I have no idea what
2: that is? Oh, right. what, what bad, was the show again?
3: Bad show. What's
2: happening? Possibly one of the worst shows ever. Well, he's dead. So I guess so. Uh, you know, though so rerun could dance. I guess maybe you're going to be thinking you want to vote for him. No. Um, now, how come, let's see, in case you don't already have this, I already have that copy, already did the copy. Somebody told
3: Highboy that you were bitching about copy, so he brought it
2: No, no, later. it's not because I didn't have the copy. It's because it says at this time of the year, if you have company in your house, company's all gone, the holidays are over, okay, fat boy? That was the problem, you fat tub of crap. Bob Eisenberg today, you tomorrow. And also, maybe that would get rid of his neighbor, Dave Friedman, but I doubt it. And if Dave Friedman's listening...
8: Hiya, Pally.
2: See, I'll save you the trouble myself. In fact, there's a bonus one for you, just to, to keep you uh, satisfied. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Well, maybe that's a good thing, though, that 47.3% now say they don't give a Schmidt about any of them. In other words, they're not happy that anybody died. I don't think so, though. You'll see. I should have voted for Elia. Why, because he was a uh, asshole? Right, turncoat, backstabbing, sellout. Elia Kazan. WQAM. hello. Hello. Yes, sir. What's this? This just sounds like me.
11: Well, uh, is this Q-A-M?
2: Yes, sir.
13: Oh, uh, I was trying to reach Neil.
2: You're talking to him.
13: Oh. Well, sorry about that. Threw me don't off. Be, uh,
2: don't be sorry. The, uh,
13: the name that you were looking for, the uh, Fred Berry guy, uh, right. he played rerun on what's happening.
2: I'll be damned. Yep, that was the guy. Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. See ya. See ya. Uh, Fred Berry played rerun on What's Happening. Never saw that show. (laughs) 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. What's not to like? You know what I'm saying? What is not to like? By the way, one thing we're going to do to Mo in the 2004. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give him a little bit more appeal. (laughs) WQAM.
11: Hello? Yes, ma'am. Is Neil there, please? Speaking. Hey, Neil. How are you? Good. How's
2: George? George is. Oh, a, he's still the same. Same thing. Okay.
11: I got two names for your list. What about George Harrison and Worry Skip?
2: <gasps> oh, my God. I feel so bad.
11: Shame, shame,
2: shame on you. Right. Shame on Star <coughs> Magazine, too. And, and yes. that other list. <sighs> Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Have a great new year. You know. George Harrison. Well, not now what, what do we do now? What we should have done in the beginning, although it's too late...
3: Oh, we're screwed. ...is go to that website, the definitive, the one that I'm
2: finding all the answers to. All the, they, right. They have well, an index what, by what everything. What do we do now?
3: Go home. Just, <laughs> just play the jingle and leave.
2: Oh, God. Now we're going to put them on this list, and that's bad. George Harrison, and who is the other one? Maurice Morris Maurice Gibb. Now you got to play that bit? No, no. Play what bit? I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, Maybe you can remember.
8: I was standing there one day, not thinking I would die From being able to make doo doo. I should never eat McDonald's A Big Mac must be trapped inside my bowels (laughs) How can you die from a that apartment Oh, uh, let these put your doctors in Now my heart stops You shmutz at Sinai Tore my intestines out I guess I should have known what to expect Living in Miami With the kind of service you get in this town I would act and leave tomorrow If I didn't eat that crab i swallowed. swallow Why can't you lend me so you can ask? Why can't you lose us, get it right? My bowels were blocked Inside my hiding can't make my church go out It's get So
2: I guess we have no choice but to put George Harrison and Morris Gibb on this list about which one made you the happiest. They would have both done well on the first one, don't you think? Absolutely. So let's just for the sake of argument say they both did really well. All right. Huh? Sure, why not? Especially George Harrison. What's not to like, man? Right. See, fifty seven votes. I don't know this one, maybe Dean is wrong. Maybe the people of South Florida will not participate in this poll because they just want to show that he's wrong, that he's reading everybody wrong down there. People are very, very loving and caring and emotional and uh have tremendous empathy, etc and so on.
3: Why are they voting for Rod Roddy?
2: They didn't like those suits. Let's see. Oh look at this. Guess what? Fred Barry was the fat ass rerun on what's happening. Do you know that? It was no, a I bro show heard. from the seventies. What A bro show. It says, for a while in the 70s, Fred Berry was one of the biggest stars on American TV. Could have fooled me. The former dancer who became a star in the sitcom, What's Happening?, ballooned until his weight became a threat to his health. He battled with food, drink, drugs, and women, marrying six times to four women in total. (laughs) Diabetes was diagnosed. He lost more than 100 pounds and turned to religion. Didn't help. Born in St. Louis, Missouri in 51, Berry danced with the Lockers. But it was the sitcom deal in 76 that gave him his big break. The series ran for three seasons. After it was canceled, Barry struggled with personal problems and with the search for another star vehicle. The series was popular through reruns and a further series, What's Happening Now. In fact, if he were still alive, we could do What's Happening Right Now. Was picked up in 1985, <laughs> ran for three years. After which Barry and then we could do What's Happening Next Week. After which he gave up acting for religion. He returned to the screen in 1998 for the action movie In the Hood. And his final role was a cameo in Dickie Roberts. Oh, I see. Dickie Roberts, former child star in 2003. Barry died October 1st, 2003, aged only 52. Well, all that fat, all that religion. Mm-hmm. All, that all that diabetes, all of these things. All these wives. Put him in an early grave. Sorry about that, Fred. Whatever your name was. Now, let's see. Forty-five point three percent say I don't give a schmidt about any of them as far as which one made you the happiest. Well, no, that, that's not a, that's not, I don't think we're wording that right, are we? <laughs> no, I think we are. Huh? Why not? Well, maybe none of them made them happy. Maybe that's the way we should have awarded it. I don't know. Hey, listen, we'll do the best we can under very difficult circumstances, uh, with the enormous numbers of deaths. See, when I, when I sat down and I thought to myself, well, certainly the star being a major tabloid printed right there in Lantana. Certainly the star wouldn't be uh, dicking around with us and leaving anybody important out. Come to find out, they left out uh, how many people? About 30, man. About 100. Nice going, man. So it's a schlock publication. Like I said, stick with the Inquirer. They'll give you the straight poop. 12:13 13 at 5-60, WQM. Speaking of poop, you know, some of those meal replacement, the bars and the drinks, they'll uh, make you do a lot of that. Right? But not Intervex Diabetic. In fact... What a great meal replacement is because it tastes good. It doesn't have any crap in it. Anybody who's either diabetic or wants to cut down their sugar intake ought to be drinking. Enterx Diabetic. It's sweetened with Splenda, made from sugar, so there's no after- nasty aftertaste like you get with aspartame or saccharin. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a big hurry. Enterx Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides all the essential vitamins and minerals needed for a healthy life, plus fiber and antioxidants, yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol. It's also gluten-free and lactose-free if you're a gluten for punishment. An 8-ounce can can provide 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. Try Enterox Diabetic once, and I guarantee you'll never go back to whatever you were drinking before. Even George liked it. Or, no, you didn't like it. The Beast liked it. You didn't try it, did you? Did you try it? Yes. Like I said, George is full of crap. In fact, the man, no, seriously, I had it when I was there, and I liked it a lot. And the beast liked it, too, so you're an ass. Anyway, the makers are so sure you're going to love interrex Diabetic. They're giving away free full-size samples in vanilla and chocolate flavors to anybody who calls their tool-free number, one 368 3739 Or faster yet, order for yourself on the Internet at EnterexDiabetic.com. That's E-N-T-E-R-E-X, diabetic, all one word, EnterexDiabetic.com, and then just click on free samples. Tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one and get an additional special gift. And you can also pick it up all over town now. It's at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano, CVS, other local pharmacies. But if you want your free sample, call that tool-free number today, 1-866-368-3739.
0: My My and local, this is Sports Radio 560, Program. I urge everyone to complain to this station.
7: Don't make mistakes when you bust Robert Blake. Mm, No, no. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Unlike OJ, this guy won't get away. No conviction, and say goodbye to Beretta, cause the LAPD knows better, he's guilty, he's guilty man, and I mean that, just wait and see.
2: When it's on court TV. Yeah. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. 12:18 and uh, we're, we're so easy, man. She calls uh, her and gives uh, us that song and a dance about George Harrison. And thanks to Phil and Oral Springs points out that George Harrison died November 29, 2001. Seemed like just yesterday. Seemed like only yesterday, my sweet Lord. 2001 he died, so that's like not even close, but... One out of two, I guess, ain't bad. She's batting 500. Morris Gibb died January 13, 2003. At Mount Sinai, where they butchered him up real good, folks. There's a real good lesson for you. Mount Sinai Hospital on Miami Beach, unless you're really ready to go in and not come out, that's uh, a place to stay away from.
3: I'm printing the freaking master list from this site. It's like don't make the Roach
2: Motel, man. It's like the Roach freaking motel. You check in, but you probably won't check out. Nice job on my gallbladder, by the way, Mount Sinai, you assholes, you grave robbers, you. I still See, remember that phone call. And that bit that we played, seriously, if somebody, if one of his brothers would have just had one or two Ducalacs, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Get it out of his system, his twisted kishkis, he would have probably been okay. He'd probably still be with us today, rubbing his bald spot. But no! Which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? Now, maybe we shouldn't have done this. We got sucked into doing this. Maybe it's not a good idea. What do you think? That's a good idea. Oh, 91 votes, I guess it might be, in about less than 20 minutes uh... I don't give a shit about any of them. Forty-three, forty-seven point two percent. So that means, you know, that means that the audience is a much more benevolent and much more kind and caring than Dean thought. At least, so they profess to be. And look, ho oh, no, this is bad. Just when we're trying to mend our fences with our uh, Julio audience out there.
8: <laughs> look who's leading.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I almost voted <laughs> for it <laughs> Sweet. Ten votes for Celia Cruz. Eight for Bob Hope. Now you're talking. Rod Roddy, four. I don't know why. Hmm. Ilya Kazan, four. Robert Stack, three. Oh, no! How could anybody not like Robert Stack? They're doing that just to piss me off. It's got to be. What was there to dislike about Robert Stack? Just to piss you off. Just in the movie Airplane. uh, Right. Just that performance alone. Him and Lloyd Bridges. It was great. Right? Right. Sensational. Uh uh Lenny Uh R- 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 Nazi three. Doctor Bob Atkins three. Three people are happiest that he died? Oh no. John Ritter three. Horst Buchholz, two, they just don't like that name. Uh Fred Not Rogers great. two. One for Richard Krenner, one for Gregory Hines, one for Johnny Cash, and one for David Hemings, and one for Earl Hinman. Who the hell was he again? He was in what show? Home improvement? I guess, yeah. Yes. And no votes for Art Carney and all, all the other ones on it, the rest of the list. Yeah, it's it's early. It's in the early running. Don't get carried away yet. A lot of votes are to be counted. And if we don't get the result we we'll like, we'll talk to the Bush people. We'll get the right result. 5670560. Oh, don't let me forget this uh, William Rivers Pitt column. I wrote it down. It is so, and I know some people get really pissed off about it. The headline is two loud words, uh two words Bush new. But anyway, we'll get to it. WQAM, Hello.
10: Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing?
2: Pretty damn good.
10: Good. Happy New Year.
2: The sun is shining, man.
10: I know. It sure is down here, too. All
2: right.
10: I'm, I'm trying to find something. I, I wasn't able to listen to your show yesterday, and damn. you haven't spoke about it all day today. I saw on, on Channel 7 News this morning um, the new ads. I, I I forget the name of the website. It's something move moveon.org. Move
4: or
2: move yeah, on dot org. Dot
10: org. Right. about how they um, associate Bush with um, Hitler. Right. Were you able to see those commercials? Yes. They were great, huh?
2: In fact, you can go on their website, imoveon.org, and you can see the various commercials that they had uh, that are under consideration and the ones that they're going to be running, a whole bunch of them.
9: Awesome, because I haven't heard you talk about that, so
2: I, I I thought that that was going to be a good point for you. I say it's about time some people in this country got some balls. Okay, thanks a lot, Neil. Have Thank a good you. one. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, if you go to moveon.org, org, there's a whole uh, schmidt load of TV ads on there, and they all like they pull no punches, you know. And of course, Miss Fudge, she's all been out of shape about the uh, comparisons between Bush and Hitler. And Miss Fudge says this, and Miss Fudge says that. That self-hating faggot there, man. I wonder if him. I wonder if you think he's doing it with the, what's his name, Richard do You think they're doing it? You think he's got the old chafe for Richard Melonscape? Oh, ho, ho. yeah.
4: How
2: do oh. you get on that payroll? Beats the hell out of me. Ask your girlfriend, Lynn, she'll tell you, when she comes in next summer to take over your job. 5670-560-560. <laughs> oh, that match made, that, that romance, there's something really mysterious there. That is one of the most bizarre pairings in history. I mean, Miss Drudge and Ann Coulter, that one, it's a an old, no-drainer. An old but when you have absolutely no principles or convictions whatsoever, I guess, I, then you can say, well, you know, he's, he never stole a freight train. He's such a sweet thing. Which one of these is the Hitler one? I beg your pardon? I'm on, I'm uh, on the side Lenny, Lenny Reefston, uh, whatever her name was. No,
3: on the moveon.org. I got the list of their commercials here.
2: Oh, I, I don't know if that's on there yet. Just just go to a, the, the, the Drudge thing. I'm sure he's still got it on there. He's foaming at the mouth about it. Anyway, here's a a fact that says, did you see Ralph Nader? Yes, I talked about that before, blasting the right-wing asshole Bob Novak on Crossfire last night. Yes, I did. Of course, no response for the uh, pathetic and corrupt record the Bushmeister regime has. I only wish some of these candidates would embrace what Nader was saying. Well, guess what? Howard Dean has said it. He's the only one who's got the balls to tell it like it is. And show this administration for what it is. Now we got to where we were. And he was, he was just great not only saying the war was based on a pack of lies, which Howard Dean has said over and over again, but many other offenses this, uh, fugued up a boys club has done. See with the border after my strip search and cavity search. Good luck to us all, says this faxer. Okay. And uh, Nader is supporting Dennis Kucinich, which is fine, except for the fact, like Begala pointed out, and so did even Bob Novak, Dennis Kucinich has got no chance, even George has got a better chance of winning than Dennis Kucinich. Damn straight. Even if he just just for handing out free drugs. Never. So what's the point, Nader? Are you going to screw it up again or not? And, of course, the good part of it is the Green uh, the Green uh, Party uh, peace people are uh, saying, no way, we don't want you this time. So he's not running on it uh, on the Green Party ticket. So if he runs it all, he'll be as an independent. Just keep your name off of there, you asshole, you egotistical, arrogant jackass. See, Nader, again, he's one of those people that says a lot of things that you like, but then you realize it's all ego with him. He knows he hasn't got any chance. So what's he, what, What's the point? See, the last time the excuse was he wanted to get the party on um, all the state, on all the ballots. In other words, if they got a big enough percentage in each state, then they get on the ballot for the congressional elections and they run their own candidates. didn't happen. But to run as an independent would be nothing more than an ego trip. It doesn't accomplish anything other than siphon off votes from uh, Howard Dean. Five, six, boy, there's sure heavy duty on this thing. What are the bishops doing to honor the uh, rights of priests who may be well falsely accused? Somebody wants to know. Oh, right, right. Like that one, uh, that Guichard, down there in the Gables, that little church that a little flower, whatever the hell it is, right. that's screaming and carrying on, yeah, of the little deflower. He's a screamer. Five six seven oh five sixty five sixty 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line 119 votes 119 old bean which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest a lot of people don't want to be associated with this thing they find it disgusting and grotesque and in very poor taste 43.6% say i don't give a shit about any of them 52 which is their way of saying uh i'm not happy that anybody died in fact, I, to be honest with you, there's only one person who, if they died, I'd be really happy. Absolutely. Oh. I don't want to mention no names. But... Absolutely. Celia Cruz, 20. Celia is building an insurmountable lead, it looks like to me. Bob Hope, 11. In fact, uh, I can hear him singing to Celia right now. Thanks for the memories. Or she's singing that to him. Ilya Kazan, 6. that are I- I'm surprised that many people know who that is. They had news reports. No, they heard us talking about it. That was Hitler's uh, movie producer, 5. Rod Roddy, 4. And then uh, not too much change after that. Robert Stack with 3 makes me want to just vomit. 27 past noon at 560 WQAM. If your car's got problems, man, don't just trust any schmuck that came down the pike. EF Tyre Auto Repair are some people you can trust because they know their stuff. You'll find them at 5083 North Federal Highway, just a mile and a half north of Sample Road, in prestigious Pompino Beach. At EF Tyre Auto Repair, experience the difference that experience makes. They, like I said, they really know their stuff. All EF mechanics are ASE certified technicians, current with all the latest technology, and most of them with the EF team for nearly 20 long, excruciating years. The EF team has over 200 combined years of experience. And no job is too big or small for an EF either, from a blown fuse to a blown engine, whatever you be blowing, from a 73 Toyota to an 04 Bentley, EF Tyre Auto Repair would be doing it all. All jobs are meticulously double-checked for accuracy by the shop foreman, and every car is clean upon completion of the work. EF honors most extended warranties, and they offer you wide-awaited service on most repairs, too. EF Taran Auto Repair, again, that address is 5083 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Call 954-426-9926. That's 954-426-9926. And when you do call these folks, be sure to ask about their 90-day cash no interest credit card, too. EF and Auto Repair nationally recognized as one of the most successful automotive repair facilities anywhere in the entire U.S. of A. And keep in mind, at the EF, their motto is, and they really mean it, nobody cares more and nobody will work harder to earn your business.
0: Five and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours QAM.
8: I am Celia Cruz and I am dead now. But I remember when I was alive. I will need to the live world. I will to the
5: unmistakably this is television at its best yes over here yes mr schwarzenegger i heard you're getting your wife maria a vibrator for christmas yes is there something wrong with your anatomy it is a little too small oh uh, so how big is the vibrator
0: i'm trying it out on you right now
5: get that thing away from
2: me but we have to do it this has been a presentation of abc news rhymes would lose 131 at 560 WQM here's that article by William Rivers Pitt excuse hey, me don't for reading, forget to, to read that article by oh, okay. William Rivers Pitt he's a New York Times best-selling author of two books it's on our website but I got, just gotta read it I'm compelled the spirit of Christ compels me to do it he says there have always been third rail issues in American politics subjects that if touched upon will lead to certain political death for a long while and until very recently Social Security was one of these issues a new one surrounding the attacks of 9-11 has been born this political season If 9-11 is discussed, the only allowable subtopic to be broached is whether the Bush administration is capable of keeping us safe from another onslaught. The January 2nd edition of the Boston Globe had a case in point on the front page. An article titled, For Bush Readiness is a Key Issue, stated that, in speech after speech, President Bush has emphasized his administration's pledge never to forget the lessons of 9-11. He says the top goal of his administration is to prevent another attack. The Globe article contained in the next paragraph the standardized rejoinder And while democratic opponents of the administration are unanimous in their hope that vulnerability is not exposed with deadly results, they've also argued that Bush has done far too little to protect the country from another attack. He has refused to adequately reimburse state and local officials for homeland security costs, they argue, and has ignored dangerous gaps in air, cargo, and port security. Thus, the preparedness gap becomes the whittled-down talking point du jour. This is a whiff of colossal proportions the implications of which will echo down the halls of history unless someone develops enough spine to speak the truth into a large microphone. The talking point is not difficult to manage. It was splashed in gaudy multi-point font across the front page of the New York Post in May of 2002, two words, Bush knew. It is frankly amazing that this has fallen down the memory hole. Recall two headlines from that period. The first from the UK Guardian, May 19, 2002, was titled, Bush knew of terrorist plot to hijack U.S. planes, the first three paragraphs of this story read, George Bush received specific warnings in the weeks before 11 September that an attack inside the U.S. was being planned by Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda network, U.S. government sources said yesterday. In a top-secret intelligence memo headline, bin Laden determined to strike in the U.S., the president was told on August 6th that the Saudi-born terrorist hoped to bring the fight to America in retaliation for missile strikes on al-Qaeda camps in Afghanistan in 1998. Bush and his aides, who are facing withering criticism for failing to act on a series of warnings, have previously said intelligence experts had not advised them domestic targets were considered at risk. However, they've admitted they were specifically told that hijacks were being planned. Another story on the topic came from the New York Times on May 15, 2002, and was titled, Bush Was Warned Bin Laden Wanted to Hijack Planes." Unlike the Guardian piece, the Times chose to lead this article with the Bush administration's cover story, one the administration has stuck with to this day. The White House said tonight that President Bush had been warned by American intelligence agencies in early August that Osama bin Laden was seeking to hijack aircraft, but that the warnings didn't contemplate the possibility that the hijackers would turn the planes into guided missiles for a terrorist attack. It is widely known that we had information that bin Laden wanted to attack the U.S. or United States interests abroad. Eric Fleischer, the president's press secretary, said this evening, the president was also provided information about bin Laden wanting to engage in hijacking in the traditional pre-9-11 sense, but not for the use of suicide bombing, not for the use of an airplane as a missile. Yes, we were warned, said the Bush administration, but who could have conceived of terrorists using airplanes for suicide bombings? A lot of people, actually. According to a Time magazine story that appeared January 2, 2004, National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice is balking at request to testify before Thomas Kane's 9-11 commission under oath. She also wants her testimony to be taken behind closed doors and not in public. The crux of her hesitation would appear on the surface to be her comments of May 16, 2002, in which she used the above reference to excuse that no one could have predicted that they would try to use a hijacked airplane as a missile. If that excuse is reflective of reality, why does she fear to testify under oath? Perhaps Ms. Rice fears testifying because too many facts are now in hand, thanks in no small part to the work of 9-11 widows like Kristen Breitweiser, which fly in the face of the administration's demurals. For example, in 1993, a $150,000 study was commissioned by the Pentagon to investigate the possibility of an airplane being used to bomb national landmarks. A draft document of this was circulated throughout the Pentagon, the Justice Department, and to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA. In 1994, a disgruntled Federal Express employee broke into the cockpit of a DC-10 with plans to crash it into a company building in Memphis. That same year, a lone pilot crashed a small plane into a tree on the White House grounds, narrowly missing the residence, An Air France flight was hijacked by members of the Armed Islamic Group, which intended to crash the plane into the Eiffel Tower. In September 1999, a report titled Sociology and Psychology of Terrorism was prepared for U.S. intelligence by the Federal Research Division, Army of the Library of Congress. It stated suicide bombers belonging to al-Qaeda's Martyrton Battalion could crash land an aircraft packed with high explosives, C-4 and Semtex, into the Pentagon, the headquarters of the CIA, or the White House. Throughout the spring and early summer of 2001, intelligence agencies flooded the government with warnings of possible terrorist attacks against American targets, including commercial aircraft by al-Qaeda and other groups. A July 5, 2001, White House gathering of the FAA, the Coast Guard, the FBI, Secret Service, and INS had a top counterterrorism official, Richard Clark, state that something really spectacular is going to happen here, and it's going to happen soon. Donald Kerrick, who is a three-star general, was a deputy national security advisor in the late Clinton administration. He stayed on into the Bush administration. When the Bush administration came in, he wrote a memo about terrorism, al-Qaeda, and Osama bin Laden. The memo said, we will be struck again. As a result of writing that memo he was not invited to any more meetings. In a late November uh, truth out interview former Clinton adviser Sidney Blumenthal said Richard Clark was director of counterterrorism and national security council he has since left. Clark urgently tried to draw the attention of the Bush administration to the threat of al-Qaeda right at the present the Bush administration is trying to withhold documents from the 9/11 bipartisan commission. I believe one of the things that they don't want to be known is what happened August 6 2001. It was on that day that George W. Bush received his last and one of the few briefings on terrorism. I believe he told Richard Clark that he didn't want to be briefed on this again, even though Clark was panicked about the alarms he was hearing regarding potential attacks. Bush was blithe, indifferent, ultimately irresponsible. The public has a right to know what happened, August 6th, continued Blumenthal, what Bush did, what Condi Rice did, what the rest of them did, and what Richard Clark's memos and statements were. Then the public will be able to judge exactly what this presidency has done. George W. Bush is going to run in 2004 on the idea that his administration is the only one capable of protecting us from another attack, like the ones which took place on 9-11. Yet the record to date is clear. Not only did they fail in spectacular fashion to deal with those first threats, not only has their reaction caused us to be less safe, not only have they failed to sufficiently bolster our defenses, but they used the aftermath of the attacks to ram through policies they couldn't have dreamed of achieving on September 10th. It is one of the most remarkable turnabouts in American political history. Never before has an administration used so grisly a personal failure to such excellent effect. Never mind the final insult, they received all these warnings and went on vacation for a month down in Texas. The August 6th briefing might as well have happened in a vacuum. September 11th could and should have been prevented. Why? Because Bush knew. This administration must not be allowed to ride their criminal negligence into a second term. Someone needs to say those two words loudly. After all, Bush has proven with Social Security and with 9-11 that third rails can be danced across. All it takes is a little boldness. That's it, William Rivers Pitt. What a good guy. Huh? Excellent. He is a great He's a great uh, columnist, and he's uh, right on target. TomPayne.com. It's on our website today, neilrogers.com. Well, oh, excuse me for reading, but I think I accomplished something there in about two or three minutes. Not that we're going to change any minds, but we're doing our best to do our duty. 20... 20- <laughs> To do our duty, like I said, look at that. 46.4% now say, which celebrity death of 2003 makes you the happiest? I don't give a shit about any of them. Well, how come when the first time when we said, uh, which one bugged you the most, only 31%? See what I'm saying? Does it make any sense to you? I don't understand it. Maybe they just want to be all hard. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If your hair is on the flow and you want to be all heart to yourself, get yourself some new hair for 2004 and the rest of your life for my buddy Chuck Alfieri. He gives you sensational results. Instead of walking around with some kind of a silly hat on all the time to cover up your big, shiny, bald spot, and we know some people who do that. Absolutely. Because they're too embarrassed to keep wearing those muskrats around the house and around the orifice. Chuck he has got what he calls the natural hairline system, and no matter how much you pay, you can't get a better, more natural-looking piece anywhere in the universe. So if you want to look like Dennis Kucinich, look what it's doing to him. He says all the right things, and people laugh at him because he's got a pasty, nasty-looking wig. If you want to look great, maybe younger than you ever dreamed you could again, maybe get a little bit of action and a real uh, head start in your life, or maybe just some head, call Chuck Alfieri. You have nothing to lose but the bald spot because everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. About 30, man. After 30 days, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting laid like 15, 20, 30 times a day, Charlie will give you a full refund, no questions asked. And if you mention Neil Rogers when you make that call, he'll give you 200 bucks extra off the already reasonable price of that natural hairline system. So for the new year, and like I said, the rest of your life, give yourself some hair this year. Call toll-free 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. Or log on to that website, CharlesAlfieri.com. We're Sports Radio
0: 560. QAM. (laughs)
8: we asked if you had a Christmas message. Do you have a Christmas message this year? Well, my
12: message this year is for people to give one of the greatest gifts they can possibly give, recession.
8: Um, a government report showed that the economy is weak, people are still losing jobs, yeah. businesses aren't hiring. You bet. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I want to ask you something while I have the opportunity of being with both of you. Sure. Mrs. Bush, is it true that your husband has affairs? I've never heard that before.
12: No, the, the... Uh, well, uh, she 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 was not there. He
8: doesn't tell you he absolutely everything. everything. Maybe look.
12: I, I on occasion haul uh, them in, as I like to put it. Girls, it's, it's all part of the holiday spirit. Girls. Yes, but I've been out there, of course. Thanks a lot for bringing it. <laughs>
2: Twelve forty-four at five sixty WQAM. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Mad Dog at 2 is Boog uh, pinch hitting for the, uh, humper today for the load. <laughs> the load is, uh, under the weather, under the table and under the weather. Keep the food away from that man, okay? Please, that's gonna be our goal this year, okay? Bury Moe and keep, uh, the load alive, right? Not bear, necessarily. Bear the load. Simultaneously. WQAM, hello.
3: Neil oh God. Yes, sir. Hey. I've been uh, out of town for a little bit, and I was wondering about the Michael Moore movie based on "Dude, Where's My Country." I heard it's coming out as something else. Name about uh, the bush bin Laden connection?
2: Right before before the election.
3: Right. Do you know the name of it? Uh, no. Oh, because I heard it's it's not going as uh, uh, the name of "Dude, Where's My Country." But uh, on another hand, what about Diebold? I mean, are we I'm still isn't everybody freaking out that the Diebold is owned by people who donate to the Bush campaign at like the Pioneer right. level or above.
2: Well, I've, we've had about 8 million articles on our website about that. No, I haven't had a chance to get to a computer for a while. Well, the good news is that they tested out the uh, you know the, the new voting machines that also have a paper uh, trail, leave a paper record. Exactly. So hopefully by the time we get to November, uh, saner heads will prevail and we don't just have this invisible love, uh, tabulation going on that can never be traced.
3: Exactly. How does the country fall for that? For the entire 200 plus years of our history, we've done write-in ballots or paper ballots. You want to know how work.
2: they fall for it? Because they're easily manipulated and they're stupid. That's why.
3: I love your uh, drudge and uh, what's her—that horrible blonde bitch, right wing. Ann when Coulter. He... Yeah. Oh, she's a horrible one.
2: Birds how of a feather out. do it together, man. Have a great day. <laughs> five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. And Verizon Wireless Line. And let me tell you something, Miss Fudge. When the right-wingers get through with you, when they have nothing left, you'll be one of the first ones they'll be marching off into the ovens, okay? Trust me when I tell you. You self-hating faggot, you. When they Five, squeeze them. I beg your pardon? When they squeeze them dry. Yeah, when they squeeze it. They'll turn them into a pink lampshade. Oh, look at line nine. WQAM, hello. All of them. <laughs> Isn't he the best or what? Oh, huh? yeah. He is there every day, never misses a moment. And you know who we haven't heard from today? Yes I do. Miserable son of a bitch. That guy, whatever the hell he says. Bunch of haven't people heard we haven't him heard from yet. A- I know. Chamba. Oh. WQAM hello. Hello,
12: Wayne, please I mean uh Neil, please.
2: We- Wayne uh <laughs> speaking.
12: <laughs> is
11: this Neil?
2: It sounds like me, yeah.
11: Hey, but, uh,
2: how about I got a pair for you? Uday and Kuse. Oh, Uday and Kuse. Well, we should have had them on the first part.
11: Oh, you had them on the first, part?
2: No, I said we should have had them on the People first part. You
11: were sorry to see
2: them go? No, they, no, the first part was uh, which one meant the most to you. In other words, were you most sorry about.
12: Right. Well, this is the one I'm happiest about,
2: no? i got, see, I even, now, now you've got me confused. Now I've got it <laughs> backward. Right. That ought to be on this one. Right. Okay. Excellent. Excellent choice. Thanks. Thanks, Polly. Only they're not celebrities, so. See, yeah. he, see what he's trying to say? He's I trying know. to say he's happy that they're dead, and of course we are too, but nevertheless, they're not celebrities and forget about it. 5670560, oh, although it is enough to make me want to play that bit. What is that thing called? Do we know? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'll never find that in a million years. WQAM, hello. What is that thing
10: called?
9: QAM? Oh. Oh, you're
2: WQAM, hello.
9: The Guardian's a rag.
10: It's a comedy rag.
2: WQAM, hello.
10: How about
2: David Bloom, you jackass? WQAM, hello. David yeah. Bloom is on there, asshole. Yes, sir.
10: Yes, sir. That that was a, a good article that you read. It was a couple a couple minutes worth of. It. it was a very good article. But what I got out of it more is that Clinton turned his head for about seven years.
6: Yeah. And no. uh
10: yeah, so you know, Clinton. Not Clinton had a, He had seven years to do something with Ben Laden.
2: Yeah, you that's know, him in the first place, yeah.
10: Bush comes in. and they, know, they, missed, they, missed,
2: to... they missed Bin Laden by only a matter of moments. And, yeah, and, and well, if, it... the right, if, if right-wing assholes were more... See, if, if people wouldn't have had to waste $75 million-plus of money and three or four years about penis-gate and about stains on a blue dress and about the president lying about blowjobs, and we could have really concentrated about the uh, war on terror, Sandy Berger's been on TV a million times, a zillion times talking about the fact that he begged Condi Rice and the Bush people when he took office during the transition, that they really had to be paying attention because there was a very legitimate threat. But again, keep turning it around, mm-hmm. turning it around. Don't forget, when he did not drop the bombs, he's wagging the dog, he's trying to obfuscate. That's right, he's wagging the dog. All of this is to try to divert attention from the real problem, which is the president is a philandering bastard, and we need to be impeaching him. So on the one hand, we got a president who lied about his sex life. Now we got a president who lies about the rationale for invading another country and sacrificing the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, eventually, of American people, plus thousands of Iraqi people, not to mention all the thousands who are being injured all the time every week, which we never hear about them. And some of them very, very, very tragic, serious injuries, by the way, but they don't report about that. You know you you people out there that want to keep twisting it around I'm not going to sit here and apologize for Clinton and let me say this to you was he perfect no compared to what we got now he was sensational he was the greatest thing since Jesus and sliced bread Jesus compared to Christ. what we got now that's right But keep keep obfuscating you can't handle the truth you can what kind of a response is that to what I just got through reading And that's why, like I told you the other day, it's a total waste of time because you can keep trying as much as you want. You're just dealing with political infants. All they know is right wing is good, left wing is bad, or vice versa. That's all they know. And like I've told you for years, both parties suck. And that's why Howard Dean is a breath of fresh air, if you pardon that expression, because he's one of the very few, him and Kucinich, although Kucinich has no chance, but they're two of the very few who've had the balls to come along and tell it exactly the way it is. As opposed to just always sucking up and sucking up, just, just political hacks like Dick Gebhardt and John Kerry, who's really scary. Mm. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about John Kerry and the Vietnam and all of that other crap. Let, let, you know, where the hell was he when uh, uh, voting for this crap right off the bat wow. in Iraq? Folding. Folding like a freaking accordion. And the same with Hillary, by the way, who now uh, all of mm-hmm. a sudden is so popular and got a big mouth. She folded up, voted for it. WDQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: Do you, do you think Julie Lieberman has any clue that he'll never get elected?
2: Do I think what?
11: That Julie Lieberman has a clue that he'll never get elected.
2: Obviously not. He's sure wasting a lot of somebody's me, money trying.
11: Alright, let me ask you another question. Do they get to keep the money that they raise for campaigning
10: after they're done?
2: Personally? No. Yeah, like. No. Oh, oh. they often do, and then of course sometimes they go to jail for it or whatever. No. Five six seven oh five sixty. At least not for personal use, anyway. Yeah, he can run for dog catcher. Yeah, in personal use. Exactly. Stuff on the side. Halava, Kishke, WQAM.
11: Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. You guys forgot Dudley Moore on that list.
2: He died this year.
11: I think so. Yeah.
2: I mean, two thousand three. Two
11: thousand three. Yeah. I'm hey, and I got. A P- I have a Pete Rose story for you too. Okay. Uh, back when he opened up his, uh, his restaurant in Boca, I was eating lunch there with my girlfriend and my son, and, and, uh, he was sitting in a table next to me with, it was a really crowded place, and there were some keys on the floor, and I reached down and picked them up, and I nudged the guy that Dudley was... Dudley Moore to me. died
2: March 28, 2002. I'm sorry, go ahead.
11: Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I nudged the guy next to me, I said, hey, are these your keys? And it was, it was, uh, Pete Rose's keys he goes, yeah, and he grabbed him out of my hand, real nasty, didn't even really? say thank you. Yeah, didn't say thank you or nothing, and uh I was giving him his keys back off the floor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, ma-
2: major asshole, man, major, yeah, was, major uh, asshole.
11: I didn't know anything about his gambling bull, and ever since then, I knew that the guy was an ass. Yeah. Well, Dudley Moore was just someone else I thought, you know. March
2: 28, 2002. All righty. Thanks, Bye-bye. Pally. Have a great day. See, the so time goes by so fast. So many people dropping like flies. Right. <clears throat> Can't even keep track. Yeah, Pete Rose is a major asshole. But now, of course, America can spend a lot of time debating. Uh, you know, and of course, the Brits are no better. We got to have an inquest into the death of Princess Diana and about the dog. You know, Princess uh, Anne's dog that bit uh, the Queen's dog. The uh whatever the hell it is, corgi. You know, they don't even have good taste in dogs. The no. Brits. That, that's sad. Really pathetic. The Queen just loves her corgis. <laughs> God. That's what the world is worrying about. Innocent people are dying every goddamn day, and the rest of the public is out there. Well, uh, oh, you think Pete Rowe should be in the hall? Yeah, he should be out in the hall somewhere, cooling his heels. Out of the, in the halls at Rayford. Get him out of my face. Obnoxious, disgusting, self-absorbed piece of crap. Okay, he was a great ball player. Now what? Huh? Now what? That's all that matters. Oh, is that all that matters? That's I forgot it. about that. It's all the rest that does it. Five six seven oh five sixty, but you see the tremendous impact of my reading that article. <laughs> right, like farting into a windstorm. And that's exactly what I've been doing for many, many years. About thirty in this town. WQAM, hello. Nice talking to you. Line one's working though. WQAM, hello.
13: Hey Neil, how's it going? Okay, sir. You know these people that called about you know Clinton didn't do anything about Bin Laden. Think about this. When, when the Bush administration took office, why didn't they reveal that? Why didn't they reveal all of his all of his shortcomings and and say basically we're going to we're going to go out here and do what the Clinton administration ignored for the last seven
2: years? Right, that's right.
13: It, it's just the most ridiculous thing to obfuscate the. I mean, e- even
2: even for the sake of argument, let's say okay, the Clintons did absolutely nothing. They didn't really drop those bombs. They didn't really try to go after Osama, which isn't true. But just for the sake of argument, let's say okay, that's fine. But guess what? Clinton isn't going to be running this November for president.
13: Right, and the, unfortunately, and the, and, the, and the points that they would have scored with the American public if they had revealed all of these threats and saying, right. "Here, this our new administration has only been there for seven or eight months, and here we've you know solved this major problem." It's it, it just, I mean, I mean, the people don't want to face the facts, you know.
2: See, the the other part of this remains. There's so many questions that need to be answered and the big one in my mind is still how come the public in and, and even the politicians are screaming about the bush bin laden connection and the fact that the bin laden family while everybody else was grounded after 9/11 for days and all the airports were closed how come it is that all the members of the bin laden family got special treatment and were all allowed to leave the country without being interviewed by the fbi who desperately wanted to interview them by the way and all went back to saudi arabia not to be seen again right, just-
13: that word point. If the Democrats or, or maybe even like an independent group can articulate that point to the, uh, to the people, you know, through ads, maybe they can use some of George's or, or, or George's the, the, right? the people
2: are too worried about Pete Rose, man.
13: Yeah, and and uh, uh, the wedding or whatever you call and it.
2: And Britney the, uh, Spears, right?
13: Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, the, my nomination for the uh, for the person on the poll is Strom Thurmond.
2: Uh, two thousand and three, no. Uh, I think so wasn't he? Or two, No, that's right, two thousand and three. All right, thanks, Neil. Thanks a lot, Pally. Did Strom Thurmond die in, th- in three? I think so, but uh, was he a celebrity? No. Even though he was not a celebrity. You know he was a celebrity daddy.
3: He was celebrated.
2: A celebra- a celebrity daddy and a hypocrite mm-hmm. and a right-wing asshole and a piece of crap. 12.57 at 5.60 WQM. How's that poll coming? Which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? That- that's cruel, man. It's right up your alley, folks. We got uh, 192 votes. That's not too bad. Almost 200 in an hour. And so far, 93%, 48.4% say, I don't give a shit about any of them. Nobody, nobody's croaking made me happy last year. Celia Cruz, though, 33. (laughs) Oh, God. How many uh, Cubans did we have left? About 30, man. They're all gone now. They've had it. Probably 33. Bob Hope, 16. Lenny uh, Reifenstahl, Hitler's uh, movie producer, 8. John Ritter, 6. Elia Kazan, 6. Dr. Bob, poor Dr. Bob Atkins, 5, Rod Roddy, 4, and from there on, it's uh, Small Potatoes. Robert Stack still with 3. They haven't subtracted those. Twelve fifty-seven 57 at 560 WQM, why not let the uh, Emerald Coast cater your next party? Why not let them uh, put on a fantastic feast for you this coming weekend, anytime? Because you can't beat them with a stick. They can accommodate even the biggest groups, take a whole bunch, maybe even... About 30, man. That's right, they can handle it for you. Start your mouthwatering eating experience at the Emerald Coast with six different soups. You can try any of them or all of them if you're a real hog. And then sample dozens of delicious mouthwatering entrees like New York Strip made to order in their sizzling Asian grill along with their new seafood St. Jacques. Enjoy oysters on a half shell every night. There's Alaskan stone crab, middle neck clams, jumbo shrimp scampi. And now for the first time ever at the Emerald Coast, steamed Maine lobster on the weekends. If you still have some room, try their hand-carved prime rib cooked the way you like it. Plus, their new Thai specialties, too. And don't forget, like I always tell you, unlike most Chinese restaurants, you don't walk out of there with that MSG headache ever because they don't use any MSG, no cornstarch, no crap, and they cook all of their fine cuisine only with cholesterol-free oils. The buffet at the Emerald Coast features a full salad bar, the new sushi bar, and fresh shrimp cocktail, too. And because they know that a lot of you got a big, hearty appetite, they got a full dessert station, too, featuring Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, even fresh fruit, too. Three Emerald Coast locations for you. You'll find them in Sunrise, Pine Island at the corner of 44th Street, Collins Avenue just north of 163rd in North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in Pembroke Pines. So take the whole family or book your next business luncheon right now and let our friends at the Emerald Coast cook up a feast for you. Takeout and delivery always available, too. Call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. a Lot of a lot of imitators out there these days, but there's nothing like the original Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This
0: is Q A M.
2: Does it, Charles Bronson? You son of a bitch. Well, my wish was granted, but I'm sure going to miss listening to the Neil Rogers fair and balanced one two hour. You son of a bitch.
8: Anytime they see that we're lacking in the poor they provide a headline that will lead you by the nose.
7: Who say
8: they said yes, is the one to get? Now they have only one.
4: They did
8: don't worry about sit down, we got 'em. got them now we're all comfy and safe, You got 'em. got won't attack us no more, we got 'em. got Bush
4: like
8: Jesus, you say 9-11 is what they got you to do. can't get any dumber than a home party comes in You believe what they say, what they say. like the car the fool As they use. The state will make they're 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 all the
4: tools of the election off. All. we got
8: a.
2: Praise Bush like Jesus, baby. All right. One zero three at five sixty WQ. I got two great new books that I bought over the weekend. Yeah. George Soros: The Bubble of American Supremacy, Correcting the Misuse of American Power. I love that man. I do too. In fact, maybe he'll loan us 50 million. Oh, please. And, why America, this ties right in with what we were just talking about. Why America Slept by Gerald Posner, the failure to prevent 9-11. In the end, the central question that remained was, what did American intelligence and law enforcement know and what did they ignore? What mistakes were made along the way on the ground by police, FBI, and CIA, and in Washington and state capitals by policymakers, While hunting for those answers, there were unexpected discoveries about some American allies and what they might have known and not told anyone before 9-11. The result is a far more infuriating book than originally expected. The failure to have prevented 9-11 was a systematic uh, systematic one. It's not just that investigators failed to get a lucky break early on, nor is it really even dependent on a series of blunders in the immediate run-up to the attack, the seeds for failure were sown repeatedly in almost 20 years of fumbled investigations and misplaced priorities. After a while, the revelations of ineptitude presented in this book no longer co- cause surprise, but only anger. Gerald Posner, former Wall Street lawyer, and award-winning author of eight books on subjects ranging from Nazi war criminals to assassinations to the careers of politicians, a regular panelist on History Channel's History Center. He's also written for New York Times, New, York, New Yorker, etc., and so on. Why America Slept, Gerald Posner got it it's got it, it. Well, you five got six it. seven oh five sixty let's not get too carried away now we don't want to do too much bush bashing or those right wingers out there they'll start picking on us again
8: <laughs>
2: yeah what what are we gonna do let's see how many votes we got on this turkey now 218 and so far it looks like a one horse a one monkey uh deal Celia Cruz which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest I don't give a schmidt about any of them. 49.5% now, 108. Getting surly. Celia Cruz, uh, 40. Bob Hope, 17. Lenny Rush, uh, 8. Dr. Bob Atkins, 6. And Edith Kazan, 6. And John Ritter, 6. Why would anybody say they were glad to see John Ritter die? I don't know, they hated that show. They never saw, uh, Sling Blade. I mean, I didn't like John Ritter, but did I want to see him die? I mean, maybe get like a bad headache or something, but not like die. He was a good guy, says everyone. There you go. WQAM, hello. Nobody there. WQAM, hello. Nobody on two either. Hmm. We're doing screenless now and, uh, the phone doesn't sound too promising, does no, it? No, that was funky. bizarre. WQAM.
12: I just called, uh, get on the air, I guess.
2: Yeah. He said he just called to get on the air and he got on the air. Very good, sir. You accomplished your goal, man. Nice job. Well done. Congratulations. We'll send you a gold star and a purple jelly bean. WQAM. Hello? Yep. Hello? Can you hear me? I hear you. You hear me?
9: Yeah.
2: Sounds like the makings for a great conversation.
9: Yeah, well, I got three questions. Go right ahead. Well, first, I want to know this thing about Britney Spears. Um, I think it just makes a mockery of the whole idea of marriage, which the uh, president of the United States is defined as between a man and a woman. So, makes a bit of a joke uh, when somebody goes out for a lark, gets married, and annulled uh, no, the next day.
6: Yeah, the
2: president of the United States is defined as between. I didn't know he made the laws. Did you?
9: He, he made the what?
2: He made the laws.
9: Yeah, well, he said it's only a marriage between a man and a woman. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It's just the fact that now all of a sudden, we okay. Have a man well, you made the first
2: point. What's what's number two? Let's move on. Let's hop over Brittany, so to speak.
9: Um, I'm driving into uh, Miami International Airport yesterday. I go through uh, traffic jam to get to police security. I get through the police security like everybody else. Right. I go to park in short term parking, and there is no short term parking. So I'm rerouted back out of the airport to the exit, and what do I find, another traffic jam of all the people that went to short-term parking who now have to make a U-turn to come back through the police again. Beautiful. And so I go tell a police officer, I said, Hey, listen, why don't you jump in your patrol car and do a little lap around like I've just done and appreciate the whole problem could be stopped by merely putting a little cloth over the short-term parking thing, and route through everybody through long-term
4: parking.
9: Mm-hmm. He says, "Well, that's a very good point.
4: Um, <laughs> I'll bring that up
9: with i bring that up with the airport authority." Right. I said, "Oh, well, the roads don't belong to the police." Then I go to see the parking people, and they say to me, uh, "Well, I'm sorry, but it's it's not our responsibility." I said, "It's not your responsibility to take a piece of cloth and put it over." The short-term parking sign when there is no short-term parking. Well, I just think anybody going to the airport today, if they get caught
2: in a traffic jam, that's what they're going to find. Okay, well, I, stay, stay home. That's the best advice, okay? Stay home and cut the music. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. He's got a good point, man. They got it all, like, jammed up and twisted around. You can't get from point A to point B. Because it's security, baby. And I thought we were supposed to be a hell of a lot safer after they caught Sodom in that spider hole. And it? over all the soldiers we, at home, right? We were supposed to be so much safer, and now, now all of a sudden they're hyperventilating about every goddamn international flight and about every airport, and now it's like code orange and purple and black and blue, and it's like uh, everybody's like on pins and needles now.
3: See, I told you it was a good idea to go in there, and you wouldn't believe me.
2: Right. WQAM, hello. Hello, lovely lady. This is Neil. Yeah. This is Jack on the Beach. Hello, lovely lady. Yeah, Jack on the Beach. Boring. Terminal. Go find Sandy on the road somewhere with Janet. WQAM, hello. <coughs> What's up, Doc? WQAM, hello. Apologetic faggot. WQAM, hello.
9: I don't know how I'm going to follow that, Joe Weed. But anyways, Uh how about uh Uday and say? I mean, I know they were really
2: ruined celebrities, but, you know. Yeah, like I said, we just went through that ten minutes ago. W-Q-A-M, hello. No. Yes, sir. You can do it. Five six seven oh five sixty. You see, the list now is closed. Do you see what I'm saying? I know, right. And so that now they have nothing to say. I read that article as if there was like some point to doing it, and you see what the point was. Like that. They could take a five-hour special, put it from seven o'clock till midnight, and run it every day for the next month, and talk about all the same things that I just read in that article by William Rivers Pitt, and the public would still be going like that. What time is the game on? WQAM. Hello. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil. Yes, sir. If I am. you want
12: to, if you want to uh, ask the Republicans or the the Bush flickers uh, about the Bush administration's record on terrorism, ask them what he did before September 11th.
6: I don't
2: want to ask them anything.
12: Well, let me just tell you a couple of things that he did do. When Clinton tried to get Osama, he had two um, submarines in the Indian Ocean with.
13: <laughs> they got him
12: there. Okay. So if Osama ever showed his face, they would nail him with a, uh, a missile. They had a strike force in Pac- in Pakistan, a special ops guys that were going to go in there and assassinate him when, it, when, or Ar- he showed his face. And the first thing the Bushies did. Because they were in such a hurry to be the the clintons once they canceled all those things. Mm-hmm. They they sent the predator back home. They they sent the two uh, submarines away, and, and they brought those troops back out of uh, Pakistan. So they were in such a hurry to show that they were not going to do anything that Clinton did that they scrapped everything that they were doing. To well, you're jail, also so forgetting Donald you're Biden.
2: also forgetting that uh, bizarre connection between the Bush and Bin Laden families. Don't ever don't let that ever slip out of your mind, sir. Just keep it. You know, I'm I'm thinking to myself. Back when I played that the audio from that CBC show. Right, that riveting, fascinating. We still we still have the link. By the way, Eric, uh, I think we can get rid of that uh, screw-in thing with a Halloween hat. I think it's about, uh, since it's January already, we can go to Schmidt can that. Well, Conspiracy Theories, Uncovering the Facts Behind the Myths of 9-11-2001, a fantastic documentary on CBC, played the audio from it, and, man, we took it up the ass for those two months. You see, this is this is the way it boils down to, is mm-hmm. that if you're going to have the balls to give any kind of an opposing point of view to the Nazi Bund that is running America today, you're going to take it. Because if the right-wingers get their hands on the diaries, they're going to stick it to you. It's like a weapon. See, it always used to be that way with the ethnic groups. With the ethnics they play, it's like an election, you know. Mm-hmm. So here's my favorite, and these are the people, you know, they speak of my language or whatever the hell it is, you know. But now it's the same thing with uh with politics. It's becoming more and more rabid. And of course the liberals like I've told you a million times, they don't do they don't know how to play the same game, unfortunately. They don't do it. And you know what? And I'm going to it's not going to stop anybody on this show from uh you know reading articles like the William Rivers Pitt or 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 uh, anything else. It's not going to happen. If you want to play games with your diaries, go ahead. If we get a two share, if we get a one share, I still get paid the same and George still makes the same peanuts. Right. And Josh still has to go out and beg on a street corner. That doesn't make any difference at this point. But, I mean, I played that twice on the air, and -hmm. you would have thought that, you know, everybody and their brother would have been foaming at the mouth about that. A revolution. Right. Uh Uh-uh. Let's call (laughs) C-SPAN. Let's call up uh, all the networks and have them come in and listen to the uh, people of South Florida. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing, okay? You talk about a cultural wasteland. There are a few people in South Florida that, have, you know, got an IQ larger than their thumbnail, but not too many. I would say... About 30, man! At best, I'm being generous. So stick with a caca, stick with a poo-poo, all of that stuff, and you'll be okay, then you'll be safe. Caca, Poo- poo-poo. 113 at 560, by the way, he'll be along at 2, the Mad Dog. Not the Humper today, though, the Humper's still on the, uh, injured reserve list. We got the booster at, uh, 4, with, I believe, Arrow in the Yeah, Arrow'll still come in. Probably gets paid for that. Then we got the big oh! at 7, which we apologize for because oh! he's a silly guy. You got Eddie K at 10, and Joe and Mark overnight 2 to 5 and a.m. And then, of course, after that, it's pretty sad. Absolutely. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need, the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fees, zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate at just 1.25%. A $100,000 loan, your payments are only 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are a mere 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call one 800 940 Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move to your next property without further cost or expense. Zero underwriting fee, zero dock fees, zero closing cost. even when you move to another property. Get that new low financing rate of just 1.25%. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. Don't forget, that's 1-800-940-LEND. For details, never pay closing costs again. Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rates are subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live
0: Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM.
6: I fake foreplay. Good morning. This is former Vice President and inventor of the Internet, Al Gore. I'm here to set the record straight about my endorsement of Democratic presidential candidate, James Dean. It's Howard. Bob, Bowie.
13: Bowie.
6: Mr. Dean is an amazing orator and wordsmith. Not to mention, he makes a fine sausage. That's not him. A former governor of Vermont and winner of the prestigious maple syrup guzzling contest...
1: Never happened.
6: Apparently, I have ruffled some feathers in the Democratic Party, specifically with my former running mate, Hal Lieberstein.
0: It's Joe Lieberman.
6: If there's one man in the donkey party that's even more whiny and monotone than me, it's Jim Lieberwitz.
8: Joe Lieberman.
6: When I pulled... This endorsement from my secret lockbox, I did so after much consideration, thought, and a game of rock, paper, scissor. If Mr. Lebescond Lieberman is hurt, then I am sorry, but Josh Lieberman must realize I'm a sharp political mind. Whose choices to shape our nation's leaders are important. You've lost me. In conclusion, let me say this to Mr. Lanowitz. Lieberman. And Mr. Bean. Dean! I love you both, like a gay man would, but without the rumpular invasion.
0: I think we're done here.
6: Al Gore's views are his own and have no affiliation with the Democratic National Committee to elect the president.
2: Breckham. 119 at 560 WQM. Bill Bradley endorsed Howard Dean this morning, just in case you were sleeping. I'll tell you one thing. If you take Bill Bradley and Al Gore, put the two of them together, you have the personality of a rock. Very sad. Doesn't mean they're bad guys. No personality. None. Zero. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Teenagers in the U.S. have higher rates of obesity than those in 14 other industrialized countries, including France and Germany, (coughs) in a study of nearly 30,000 youngsters ages 13 and 15. Among American 15-year-olds. So you see the solution for this now, what they're doing? No, what are they doing? They want to get soft drink machines out of the uh, public schools. Oh, yeah, replace them with juice. Yeah, replace them with good things (laughs) like high C and fruit juice. (laughs) Yeah, which is, you know what that's like? That's like taking pure sugar water and injecting it into your veins. In addition to which, there isn't anybody in any school anywhere who's fat because they're drinking one or two sodas a day. I mean, granted, the sugar ain't good for you, but that's not what's making people fat. That ain't where it's at. It's so sad, so pathetic. And guess what? What? Guess where what country had the lowest obesity rate in the study? Lithuania. Okay, and you um, want to know why? Please, I'm because dying. Because they have fewer fast food restaurants, and the teens have less money to buy snacks and fast food and crap. That's why they don't have crap on every corner waiting for you to come in and buy it with Make, a big makes b- flashy sign. That's why you have Wait. more and more people bulking up, fat as a cow, because Bulk everywhere up. you go on the on the Oh, and, oh, and i got to tell you this. Yeah? Speaking of fat, speaking of Dr. Atkins, who's singing a different tune nowadays... Do you know why he's singing a different tune? I give up. They actually, I saw an ad for Subway on TV yesterday. Have you seen that? Uh, which one are you talking about? I see the, the one adult. where they have Atkins items. No, I have not. They have Atkins wraps, and they have the Atkins trademark on there on the commercial. Have you, you haven't seen it? Nope. You're going to poop your pants when you see that, especially if you eat too many of them Atkins bars. Ooh. But seriously, I, I, I was shocked. How many years have I been talking about the Atkins diet? About 30, man. And in the meantime, all these assholes like this uh, Dr. Gupta who's on CNN right now, he's a real asshole, this guy. He's a schmuck. He's he's another one that talks about drinking fruit juice and how much better it is. It's people like him that are helping to kill your kids with pure refined sugar who don't know the difference between refined carbohydrates and like natural carbohydrates that are unrefined and that aren't going to kill you and stick your ass in the ground and cause diabetes and all these other things. Asshole. He really is. Of course, he's certainly not new, so why not? Oh, there's a Sky Miles O'Brien again. He's on Mars. You see that? He's on a red planet. Like Kermit. And don't say the red planet here because a certain part of our audience is going to think they're all a bunch of communists up there. Christop. Wouldn't that be something? If we find out people, there were a whole right? bunch of communistas running around up there? Kinks singer Ray Davies wounded. <laughs> you think anybody in this audience, what percentage of this audience do you think remembers the Kinks and Lola? About 30. About remember from early on TV days. The King singer Ray Davies is recovering after being shot in the thigh while on holiday in New Orleans. The singer-songwriter, 59, was wounded Sunday after trying to run after two men who allegedly stole his female companion's purse at gunpoint. He was admitted to the medical center of Louisiana, but his injuries were not considered serious. He's okay. He was walking east of the French Quarter with a female friend. Two men walked up. They apparently took the female friend's purse. He chased them. Not a good idea. Not a good idea, Ray. One of those persons turned and shot him in the leg, and they've arrested one person. And, of course, if you see somebody who used to be in a, you know, some burnout who used to be in a famous rock band years ago, and you steal her girlfriend's purse, you turn around and... Shoot them in the leg. Exactly. Everybody knows that. That's the American effing way. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. I got another great article I might actually read to piss Mm. off those right-wing assholes separating the church from the state, James Goldsboro from the San Diego Union-Tribune, also on our website, but I might just read it. WQAM, line one is working. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a doctor, and, uh, and
12: I don't think... Doctor,
2: you're, you're a Jones, I presume, huh? He's a doctor. Reverend Jones again. Was that the first time today? As far as I know. Oh. You're, you're right. He needs He needs to be... We, we could use... Um, one of us could do Soleil Dad, and the other one could do him with a baseball bat. I'd borrow it from you. X-Handle. I have WQAM, hello.
10: Happy New Year, Nels.
2: Thank you. Uh,
10: you know why they shot Ray Davies? There wasn't a girl he was with. Yeah. That's true. It was Lola. Doing, hey, uh, one person that uh, omitted from your list there the other day, Rosie O'Donnell.
2: No, it was not omitted from her. She was on her.
10: And how about Robert Blake?
2: Yeah, okay. 567, now they're doing yesterday's list. Five six seven oh, 560 pound 560. <laughs> on the AT&T, that, that, that's all they can do. I'm telling you, I tell, how, what I tell you, about two years ago I told mm-hmm. you that, that's what the call-in audience is degenerating to. you got the sports nerds who who never run out of material because it's the same uh, same five or ten questions, you know, about uh, you know does uh, Jay really suck that bad, and are they going to actually uh, bring in this asshole to be the new general manager, and is the wants that really ever going to get fired or not, or are they going to you know, all the same stuff over and over and over again. So there's an endless supply of that crap. It, it never ends. And with us, you have, I can't remember the last time we ever had a period of time when thoughtful people called in. I'm talking about a whole bunch of and had anything to say. That's why there's no more talk radio, baby. It's gone. It's history. All you simpletons out there think, oh, we're going to bring on liberal talk radio, and we're going to really... <laughs> yeah, right. Sure you are. No, you're not. Like I said yesterday, the, the ditto heads, the Limbaughites, those people, it's a religion to them. No matter what he says, if he tells them to go to the edge of a cliff and pull down their pants and fart for two hours, uh, you could smell it. Miles away. That's right. But other than that, forget about it. Proof in the pudding is the uh, famous Bill O'Reilly. You know what his radio ratings are in the South Florida market? Oh, the big O. Oh. Never showed up. Never made a show And what has it been, like two years now he's been on? Something like Never that. Never showed anything. Not, not even like a blip on a Richter scale. Doesn't even exist. line Nine's ringing again. Should we put him on? Sure, we not. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, someone from your list that you left off today. Yeah. Mr. Raneri. Was that, that was
13: 2003?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, as much as we miss him badly, I don't think he's in the same categories that people are oh, talking absolutely. about. absolutely. Absolutely? Absolutely put him on absolutely. there. Absolutely. Not yeah, on, but, yeah, not but I'm not list. putting him on there now, not on this list, about being the happiest?
13: No, about the, the, the biggest celebrity in 2003.
2: Yeah, but the question is now, which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? Oh the no, no, night. no, not that. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But you're right. Thanks what? for the bad memories, sir. Thanks for bringing up uh, bad memories. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T Verizon wireless line. See what I'm saying? That's I all know, they can yeah. talk about is the freaking pool. I think what we ought to try this year. I know this sounds dangerous. I know what you're thinking, and I like it. Do you? Yes, I do. Do a week with no polls. A week. I was hoping a month. Do a a day with no pull? (laughs) Like Bonnie Franklin said, one day at a time? What would they do? She's still alive. Damn it. I don't don't dislike Bonnie Franklin. That was just a horrible show. Wasn't that the one with Pat Harrington? Yes. Oh, God. And Pat Harrington used to be really great on the old Steve Allen show, but you don't like Steve Allen. 27 after one at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you right now, if your mattress is worn out, lumpy and bumpy, your back will feel it. You'll feel like crap. There is nothing that can improve your daily health, well-being, and productivity than a great night's sleep on a name-brand mattress from our good friends at Dollar Mattress. So resolve to get yourself a better night's sleep all through 2004 and for years to come by making that one easy call that we all do at QAM, including yours truly. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. Dollar Mattress is proud to have added Stearns and Bananas Foster to their already strong championship lineup. Stearns and Foster is the finest mattress made in America, and you can sleep on one as soon as tonight by making that call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. And of course, Dollar mattress also carries the complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, and Tempur-Pedic. Choose from dozens of models at low everyday discount prices. And only Dollar mattress they are the only people in the universe who do this. They let you choose a two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule, seven days a week, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. When you're going to be home, when you want them to show up, and they do with low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal. It makes it easy to see. My Dollar Mattress is ranked the best in the world in customer satisfaction. So do the smart thing, like Fredo. Be smart. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, one 800 T T R E S, or check them out online at mattress.com. My, My and local. local, this is Sports Radio
0: 560,
13: QA QAM. Q-A-M. unlucky.
8: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, The day for some strange behavior. But don't you dare mind, I'm out of my mind. It's a beautiful day in this beauty wood, a beautiful day to show wood. will you be mine, and lift your behind? It's so nice to have a neighbor. Just like you I've always wanted to do A little kid Like you So don't try to get up And just run away Just stay a while So we can both play Like you're behind One that's behind But don't you be a traitor
7: Oh, don't please Please don't be Don't tell mom and dad
2: you traitor! Hi, television neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. One thirty-one at five sixty WQM. We'll be uh, together again in that big ding dong school in the sky one of these days. I guarantee. He's so looking them down right now. Right. Right down some little kid's pants peeing. Which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? I don't think the audience likes Dean's idea here. I thought it was going to be really good, and you did too. But uh, I, we, I don't know. What do we know? 282 votes. Uh, obviously, not too much. No, I think the first one, uh, I think we should let it keep going, but we didn't. I don't give a Schmidt about any of my 145, 51.4%. Celia Cruz, she is off to the races, baby. Oh! Nice one, Celia. Azucar, Azucar. She is sweet. 50 votes for Celia. Oh, speaking of Azucar, before I get uh, with the rest of the poll. So now the new deal is, every few months, either the, it's either the milk lobby, or the um, sugar lobby, or now it's the coffee people. You see the story about how if you drink six cups or more of coffee a day, it actually can be good for you, and it helps to risk type 2 diabetes. Okay, no, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that's the new deal. In fact, CNN is uh, plugging that regular now. I'll stick to my two, thank you. Six cups. In fact, if you drink 50 cups a day, you'll never go to sleep again, But and you'll be a little bit on the hopped-up side. But, man, oh, man, you'll be so goddamn healthy, it'll be disgusting. Yeah, so spend your whole, uh, all your spare time at Starbucks and Tim Hortons and coffee time. Anyway, Cedar Cruz has got the 51... They do the same thing with chocolate. Oh, yeah, dark yeah. chocolate is good for you. Right. Sure it is. I, I love dark chocolate. But it's got certain things, and they they make up words that I don't think even exist. It's got certain ingredients in it, like... Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Which reminds me of that talk about the chatter. You know there's a reduced amount of chatter now? No, I did not. Well, let's do a little...
4: <laughs>
13: <laughs>
2: yeah, every, every time they say that, it just, it just makes me want to pee my pants. Well, there's an increased amount of chatter going on. Oh, crap. <laughs> Celia Cruz, 51. Bob Hope, 22. Lenny Riefsenstahl, 8. She said uh, she, never, she never misses a Rumsfeld movie. Ilya Kazan, 7. Dr. Bob Atkins, 6. Shame on you people, poor Dr. Bob. John Ritter, 6. Rod Roddy, 5. Robert Stack, 4. Fred Rogers, 4. Morris Gibb, 4. Horst Buchholz, 2. Uh, Gregory Hines has got a pair, Johnny Cash, too, David Hennings uh, Hennings too. Gert, we almost had, uh, what's his name to put on there? Roy! Uh, he's still hanging on. He's still hanging on. One vote for Gertrude Ederle, Catherine Hepburn, David Bloom. Oh, now that, that is so bad. That is so freaking bad. Can you believe that? Who would do such a thing? I, I'm, I wish we wouldn't have even put him on that list. We should have taken him off of that. One vote for David Bloom. They're the happiest to see him die. Earth cups. I'm not going to read the rest of them. It's a bad idea, Dean. Stick to whatever you do on the side, Dean, and let us just stick with our, our polls. 5670560. Oh, so what about you? think we ought to do a day or two or a week or two or a month without a poll? You, you have to good. be out of your mind. You have to be a crazy person. I'll tell you what, why don't you try when I'm on vacation? Okay. Not. Whatever you want. I never tell you what to do when I'm not there. Do whatever you want. WQM line one may be working. Hello.
11: Speak to Neil, please. Speaking. Neil, I love animals, especially
13: beavers.
2: Reverend and Oh, great. WQM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And the same to you.
13: Thank you. I just wanted to call and commend you for the article that you read last hour. I drive a rig for a living, so most of the news that I get is from you. That's about the only thing I can trust to, like, not massage the right wing. Right. And and, uh, you know, I just want to let you know, there's legions of us out here that listen to that and that heard the CBC broadcast that you played. And you know, we're out here getting more pissed off than Rush Limbaugh with a childproof tap. So don't, you know, don't ever stop doing that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. What time is your show on, man?
13: Uh, Could you send me an application? Uh, No problem. Sounds like you have some open time slots over there.
2: You know how how it works at QM. If you're breathing, man, you're hired. (laughs) Have have a great day, Pally. Thanks a lot. Okay,
13: Neil.
2: See you. That was good. What a good call that was, huh? Right. There's legions of... I hope he's right. I don't know. We sure as hell don't see no signs of it on that website. When I put that conspiracy theories on it, there should have been that day. It should have been like an outpouring. You just don't see it. You know what we get a lot of hits on the website? When we put naked pictures, when we did the uh, hot couples contest, right? Which, which that figures. I mean, you know, you're going to get that. But Jesus, I mean, what a spike! It's like hey, you can right. see those things popping up all over. It looked like a goddamn mushroom patch all over South Florida. Wouldn't you think they got enough other uh, naked uh, websites? Uh, There's you know? never enough. Oh, I see. Speaking of the naked truth. As we prosecute the war, we'll need to continue to strengthen, improve, and transform. Seriously, if he wouldn't look good in an SS outfit, I don't know anybody who would. You know, really. He has a skull face. He looks like Skeletor. Donald Rommel. I, I, I can just see it right now. Little mustache, hip boots, the whip, the whole deal. WQAM, hello. No. Uh, yes, sir.
11: From Chile. I got to know, did you ever see Aunt Keith and Ann Bishop in the same room?
2: Who's the first one? and Keith. Oh, and Keith. No, same person. Was it? Yeah.
11: Oh, cool. Okay, bye.
2: <laughs> There's a little Rochester inside stuff for you. I could throw a brick from where I'm sitting right now across the lake to Rochester. I hear Rochester has gone uh, bad, gone really sour. You've been saying that. Yeah. It went south? It went. It's down here now? Deep south. Really bad. It's getting darker there by the minute. 56705, no, not that far south. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. That's going to be our topic in 2004, why neighborhoods go bad. Oh, excuse me. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: How are you doing?
2: I'm doing okay.
10: Listen, I enjoy listening to your show. And, you know, to me, after the story that you just read, it's just so sad to see that this country is
9: completely
11: divided. It's just one Side, pointing the finger at the other,
10: and and honestly, I don't I don't believe in the uh, Democrats or the Republicans.
2: Right, to that's, me, that's a good me, way to look at it. I agree with you.
10: To me, they're both the same. So you know what I'm saying
11: is bring back the weak party.
2: Bring back the there weak. That, that's what Mo says. That's and what Mo says.
11: <laughs> bring back the weak. Hey, way. that's my candidate right there, Mo. Five six
2: seven oh five sixty. Candidate for what? <laughs> I'm a homo. Pound 560 on the AT&T. Let's see. I think Buddy Hackett was a piece of schmidt. I voted for him. The damn list is uh, too big, it says. <laughs> well, we're sorry. We apologize, don't we? Don't we apologize? No. We... Uh, nothing, uh, nothing like having it too big. You're not going to catch Celia. She is off to the races, man. And, of course, the Cuban, we apologize profusely. Oh, let's hear some more of that. You know that's from a a real song. That's not that. that, Every time I play that, I think that's the Boca Brian bit, which that isn't the one. No, seriously, because she's make all she does is make a bunch of guttural sounds. It's just it's it's scary, is what it is. To think that there's anybody. Who would have thought that that bitch could sing her way out of a paper sack? That's really, oh, how can you say that, Neil? She's so important to us. Well, maybe that Maybe that should tell you something, okay? Uh, so was Maris Greasy-ass. That was a whole big deal, too, right? Remember that? Everybody got sucked in, including the young people. See, I was thinking this before, and I'm going to say it out loud, okay? With all due respect to my friend Bill, whatever his name out was, out what was. his name? Out, out loud. Out. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> whatever his name was on Whammy. Tesh? Oh, yeah, sure. And that is that during Vietnam, the people who really, aside from people like Joan Baez and Hanoi Jane and all those people in show business, but the people, the grassroots people that really put the spotlight on the butchery and the insanity of us being there, were the young people on the college campuses. Right. The young people today, you look at the young male in the polls, the young males are the most right-wing of all. Yeah. Yeah. They're brainwashed, baby. That's all they're like is that macho thing. We're going to go get them. They're brainwashed into this whole insanity. And so where's the outrage? I mean, it's become very commonplace now. It used to be only me. There wasn't anybody on here anywhere who talked about the fact, at least not as blatantly, the election being stolen in 2000. Now it's, it's commonplace. Every time you turn on any panel discussion, they're talking about the fact the Republicans stole the election and stole Florida in 2000. They did it in broad daylight. But there's no outrage in America anymore. You can do whatever the hell you want and get away with it because the public doesn't give a flying crap. It, it, it's amazing. It's astonishing. I mean, it's one thing if you do it like uh, subversively, uh, undercover, behind the scenes, like the Kennedys did in 1960. Uh, that's one thing. All the dead people that voted in Chicago. But it's another thing when you do it right out there in broad daylight, when they when you have to call the Supreme Court and your buddies and call in your chips with all those right-wingers on the Supreme Court and a re- freaking Rehnquist to stop the count because, uh, God only knows, it's starting to look bad. It's starting to slip away, this phony lead we build up. Mm-hmm. And the public is like that. Just sit back and accept it and accept whatever. So why should it surprise anybody that these people come out and they lie and they lie and the weapons of mass destruction and he was involved with Osama and Al-Qaeda and yada, yada, yada and all this other crap. And here's this son of a bitch standing there right now and on our website we still got the picture of him standing there shaking hands with uh, Sodom in 1983. quality of life. Yeah, quality of our life has gone in the crapper thanks to you, you Nazi bastard. And the public just goes like that, no matter what, no matter what they do, doesn't make any difference. Yeah, that's what it is. And a Halliburton stuff and a Bechtel stuff, and it just goes on and on and on. And Richard Pearl and all of his uh, phony baloney interest and all the money that he's making by sacrificing human life, and the public just doesn't give a flying crap. They're 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 busy watching too many reality shows, right? All the dead people over there, that's a reality. Not some stupid jackass that's, oh, excuse me. 142, I don't watch MTV. They don't play any music. 18-02, the Mad Dog at 2 o'clock. They get to the important stuff. Sports. Hey, does this sound Sports? like you? Sports. Underpaid and overworked like our program director and operations manager? Maybe you'd like a new high-paying career but don't have four years to waste on college. If this sounds like you, Fast Train has your solution. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train tool free at one eight six six. Fast Train, they can have you trained and certified for a high-paying computer network professional career or a high-paying medical computer specialist career in as little as four months, just four easy months out of your lifetime. That's right. You can be fully trained and ready for a new career in as little as four months. Think about it. In just four short months, like I said, 45 times, you can be on your way to a new high-paying career. Whether you're working full-time or part-time, Fast Train offers you convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. They offer you job placement assistance and financial aid to people who qualify as well. And because Fast Train's got locations all over town in Miami, Kendall, Fort Lauderdale, and geriatric Pembroke Pines, chances are there's bound to be a Fast Train close by you, convenient to where you live. So pick up that phone today and change your life. Get out of your dead-end job and start making some real cash. Call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, and check them out on the web, too, if you like it, FastTrain.com. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. my
0: And locals. This is Sports Radio five sixty. QAQA
2: Seven at 560, WQM, we got the Mad Dog coming along into the booster for the uh, Humper at 4 o'clock this afternoon. After that, it's uh, time to put the radio in the uh, old freezer for a couple hours. Let it, let it In the cooler, as they yeah, say. Yeah, let it cool out. Five six seven oh, five, 60, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Good afternoon, sir. Happy and New Year. Back to you. A uh, couple for your list. Strom Thurmond. Johnny Cash right. and George. Second Plim-
2: one? Huh? Johnny Cash?
10: Strong uh Strom Thurman. Johnny Cash and George Plimpton.
2: How come Johnny Cash isn't on our list anymore? He's on there. He's on there? And so is George Plimpton. How
13: about Sean Thurman? Strom
2: Thurman? Strong Thurman, I don't think we got on there. Did we? Did uh we, we, we decided that he
13: was not a celebrity.
2: Oh that's right, he's not a celebrity. Oh,
13: okay.
2: Well, he's he a celebrity the... uh, he's a celebrity daddy. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. You got a bad echo there. That echo drives me crazy. I feel crazy, like I'm doing a goddamn show in a in a in a tunnel, in a spider hole. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound. Now, how about that story I had yesterday about that whole Osama deal? I mean, uh Sodom deal was cooked up ahead of time. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> don't confuse the American public with the truth because it makes things too complicated. We want to wave the flag. We believe whatever you tell us. We believe it, baby. We believe. Feed us any kind of crap, man. Your dark crap, light crap, diarrhea, whatever. We believe. we believe. We believe. We'll eat it up, man, at the trough. Whatever you got. How much you got? We'll eat it. That's right. Fetus. Fetus. Oh, don't start with the fetus people. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, Neil. Yes, I am.
9: i like speak with Neil. Speaking. Neil, uh, I was watching uh, MSNBC last night. They had uh, You're the Reagan's one. son there. Right. And um, they asked him what he thought about Bush. And uh, he says, uh, Well, I tell you, he's always talking about comparing himself uh, with my father. My father was a man. And this guy's a wimp. The way he said this guy, he says, But this man is a wimp. Really? Now, was this
2: this Ron Reagan, Jr., the battery brancher? He he tore him up. He called the president a wimp.
9: Yeah, he tore him up bad. That's
2: a shot. Yeah. That would be like Paul Lynn calling from the other side, calling a president a wimp. He
9: he says uh, if Dean was smart, when he he gets him at the debate, he'll go after his throat because he don't like people jumping on him. He gets uh, really annoyed.
2: I don't mind people jumping on me. It all depends on what they look like. Five six seven oh five sixty. Evidently, Brittany don't mind it either, George. So the line starts uh, oh, no, right There's at the hope. Dope. I mean, that, that just—it's just nauseating to me. This guy, and again, the picture is very flattering. There are some people who are photogenic, mm. and then you see him in person, you think, Jesus, that's the person from the picture. See, as long as she's begging people uglier than me, there's always hope. Well, first of all, we don't know if it was consummated. According <laughs> to that article, if it was, con- maybe it was consommé. Right, my favorite soup. Maybe he just uh, poured some consommé all over her ass. <laughs> Mm. and the wedding picture, which is not here in the sun, the wedding picture she had, like, almost nothing on. I don't want to say that she was a little bit tipsy <laughs> yeah. or anything like that, but that would just be the wrong thing to say. Although, haven't we had a series of articles about those from the uh, tabloids over the last... See, I forget. I read so much of that crap. Haven't we had a series of those? Yeah, I forget. I spoke so much of that say crap. Say that she was boo- <laughs> boozing up. Oh, you must be getting the stuff that Norm gets. What does he get? Crap. Let's see. It says maybe the main reason the youth of today are not outraged. That's a very good point. That's a good point. Excellent, best facts we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Main reason the youth of today not outraged because there's no draft like there was back during Vietnam. It's all like a movie or a video game. That's right. It's all like by remote control. It's all way a thousand of miles away, way off there in the distance. Doesn't affect their life. And didn't I say that here a couple of months ago? If we had the draft back, then you'd see a whole different reaction, baby, which is why Charlie Rangel and some of the other Democrats were saying, well, you know what, since all you fat cats out there, your kids aren't going to be shipped off to die in Iraq. Let's bring back the draft and throw them in the open lottery there and see how you like it then. Bunch of phony bastards. You know, one thing about Dean, he was on um, Hardball here a while back with Chris Matthews. And uh, Chris Matthews asked him about, the you know, the back thing and the deferment from... Uh, and he he asked him flat out. He said, well, when you were uh, going for your exam that day, were you hoping to avoid the draft? And the dean, his first hand, he says, well, I wasn't looking forward to going to Vietnam. And, of course, you know Chris Matthews. He keeps pressing and putting... Mm-hmm. He said, were you hoping to avoid the draft and, and uh, not go to Vietnam? He said, yes. And, man, he got an ovation All for right. that. No, seriously. Yeah. Because when the push came to shove, he gave the honest answer. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't ready to go off and that. be
3: a human sacrifice, huh? He keeps getting in trouble for doing that. Well, at least by the other Democrats.
2: Yeah, that's right, because like I said before, the public doesn't like the truth; they like the bullshit, man. They they love it with ketchup, with relish. They they lap it up with relish, mm, onions, and a little Tabasco sauce ain't bad either on it. That's what Peter Clayton said. One fifty-two at five sixty, WQAM, and Tony Curtis. Hey, this, uh, what does it say? The New Year is here. Oh, gee, it scared the hell out of me. Well, you never know when you look at these new pieces of copy, you know. It's like, I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't say, hey, happy Sukkos, you know. But anyway, the New Year is here, and a lot of people are going on diets right now. I try to live up to their New Year's resolution. The place to start is the lights of West Boca, your low-carb superstore. Whether you're on the Atkins, the Sugar Busters, the South Beach Diet, God forbid, or any low-carb, sugar-free diet, join the thousands of South Floridians who've made the Lights of West Boca the number one low-carb store in the entire USA. And for good reason, because they've got over a 1,000 low-carb products you can choose from, including breads and bagels, cookies and crackers, chips and brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. They offer you the widest selection. They're open every day, seven days a week from 10 till 10. And you can always try anything in the store before you buy it. They've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff who knows dieting inside and out. And they carry the most complete line of Atkins Brad's products that are on sale all day, every day. Even Dr. Bob is singing a different tune about it now. You know, the low-carb diet's rated number one, so head for the number one low-carb, sugar-free store anywhere, Delights of West Boca, on the northeast corner of Glades and 441, next to Boston Market, safely far away from Moe's house in Boca. Or call them toll-free at one 877 low carb That's L-O-W-C-A-R-B. Or on the web, you'll find them at lowcarb.com. There's only one Delights of West Boca, and it's your official Atkins Retail Center.
0: Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours QAM.
11: Howard David's a bitch, you
5: asshole. Oh, Canada, the land that's produced rock and roll's greatest performers. And now, these legendary Canucks pay tribute to one another on this new CD, The Best of Canadians Singing Other Canadians, featuring Anne Murray's version of this Rush classic. A modern-day warrior,
10: mean, mean stride. Today's
4: Tom Sawyer, mean, mean
5: pride. And Rush's take on this Anne Murray standard. You The best of Canadians singing other Canadians has all your favorite singers from C to A. Like Celine Dion's rendition of this Neil Young number.
4: Old man, look at my life. You're a lot like my husband, René, no?
5: Neil Young singing Celine Dion's biggest hit. I know
4: that my heart...
5: That's not all. There's Shania Twain singing Brian Adams, Crash Test Dummies doing a Lattice Morissette, Snow rapping the Guess Who, and Gordon Whitefoot performing this Bare Naked lady smash hit. It's been one week since you
7: looked at me, your head to the side and said,
5: I am angry. Pick up your copy of the best of Canadians singing Other Canadians. The Great White North has never been so great, or for that matter, so white.
2: 157 at 560 WQAM, abuse scandal dogs U.S. Catholics. All right. U.S. Catholic bishops today claim progress against sex abuse, but word of 800 new molestation lawsuits in California indicated the church has yet to be uh, putting the two-year scandal in its behind. According to a church audit released today, nearly all the nation's Roman Catholic bishops are carrying out a new mandatory policy they adopted to prevent sex abuse by priests. The review found 90% of the 195 U.S. dioceses were fully complying with the plan. Among those considered out of compliance are the Archdiocese of New York, Anchorage, Alaska, and Omaha, Nebraska. To pay the largest settlements allowed to date, the Boston Diocese is uh, selling its official residence to help raise $85 million that's agreed to pay the victims. An even larger settlement is possible in California, where about 800 people across the state took advantage of a 12-month window that ended December 31 to file molestation lawsuits against the Roman Catholic Church. What a disgrace. There's another deal, man. And a lot of suckers keep going every Sunday, and they put the money in a plate, and they just keep subsidizing the biggest corrupt institution on the face of the globe. Like I told you before the show today, if you want to believe in fairy tales, if you want all your religious crap, great. Kill each other over it. Leave all the rest of us out of it, okay? Just leave the rest of us alone. Please, we're begging. We'll pay. That's all. You can do whatever the hell you want. If you want to have a religious, a holy war, a jihad, great. Kill each other until you can't kill no mole. But leave all the rest of us out of it. We're not participating. We're laying out. The religious nuts. Excuse my redundancy. Okay, here you go. Which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? Sorry, Dean. George and I both thought this was a great idea. The audience, eh, lukewarm. 342. And the reason I say lukewarm is, and maybe it's a good thing, there's only like a couple of people, three, that they were happy to see die in 2003. I don't give a schmidt about any of them. 177, nearly 52%. Celia Cruz, 62. Bye-bye, Celia. Bob Hope, 26. And Lenny, uh, whatever her name was, 12 who's making movies now for Don Rumsfeld.
0: Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
4: I am Celia Cruz and I am dead now. Uh-oh!